dear God. For one solid year, they have been sitting here. A whole year, doing nothing. I do believe you've laid a curse on North America. A curse that we here now rehearse in Philadelphia. A second flood, a simple famine, plagues of locusts everywhere. Or a cataclysmic earthquake, I'd accept with some despair. But no, you sent us Congress. Good God, sir, was that fair? So do you know how The Grapes of Wrath ends? Uh, true story, I've never read The Grapes of Wrath. I've never read The Grapes of Wrath either. I was reading about it last night because they were talking about this week. Supposedly Steven Spielberg wants to make... Well, I guess not remake The Grapes of Wrath because it's based off a book, uh-huh. but he wants to make a new adaptation. Okay. And they were talking about the one thing that they didn't include in the original John Ford movie is I guess the book ends with an old man being breastfed Oh yeah. by a young wet nurse lady. Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, come on, bring that. That's, what, that's, that's the last... That's the last threshold cinema has not crossed yet. Dude, there's nipple suckling in Gangs of New York. Do you not is remember there? that? It's not full-on breastfeeding, but, yeah. No, no, I'm talking about breast It's Cameron Diaz suckling on Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm talking about breast milks. Come on. Especially it's an old man. Hey, everybody. How hilarious is that? It's the Boy Hottie Podcast. I'm hoping it's the old man from Home Alone. I'm Annie, (laughs) and that's Bill, the human (laughs) monster. (laughs) What? This week I unfollowed Bill on Twitter. So breast milk is not attractive. And my Twitter feed has gotten so much better. For exactly the reasons and that I'm happy right now. And then it's like a drink go. comes out. It's the best. It's sex and dinner. Hey, Bill, how's your 4th of July treating you so far? I'm not, I don't see any breast milk, so obviously <laughs> I'm having a hard day. No, uh, 4th of July. Yeah, we are recording a Thursday the 4th of July. Um, You wouldn't know it. Did, did, like, Is there any 4th of July stuff going on in town? Oh, what? of course. There's going to be all sorts of fireworks. Can we talk about shit? what you're doing, or is this going to be a surprise? Uh, Well, no, it's not a surprise. I'm driving. My wife and I are uh going on an impromptu trip to Canada. Which is not a small thing, because even though we live in Portland, which is you know, pretty close to Canada, it's, it's well, like an eight-hour drive. It's a six- or seven-hour drive. For an impromptu, and you're coming back, what, on Sunday? Saturday. Wow. Saturday? <laughs> yeah. So you're really going to be up there for one day, just like, well, hey, guys. You know, I'm still... I, but you said they know they're coming, right? Yes. No, we. I, I have an awkward vacation this week, and oh. my wife and I are trying to figure out what we're going to do. We were either going to drive to the coast or do something, and we couldn't really decide. And Yeah, wasn't Kate, she just in town? Yeah, we're going out to fr- visit our friends Emily and Kate, and yeah, Kate was just here last weekend, so I'm like, in the least stalkery way, can I come up and visit y'all? Aw. So, what was the last time we saw Emily? Oh, uh, This being wedding? Emily Carroll. Her was wedding? That, was that last summer? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while, dude. You guys are going to go up there and get all gay crazy. That's right. Just getting some gays up in there. Are they legally married? Yeah. Canada believes in, in, in gay marriage. Okay. I wasn't quite sure. They're all down with that. Oh, so they had, like, they had the quote-unquote real marriage. I hate calling it real marriage, but there was a certificate they could sign that's uh-huh. legally binding. Hey, I signed a certificate that was legally binding. Oh, yeah, but that's uh-huh. that's just yeah. all the sad parts of marriage, where it's <laughs> yeah. like... Hey, dude, I'll take the sad parts of not marriage. Not the fun stuff. It's not saying that you're married. It's just that you're legally responsible for each other without, like, yay! Oh, man. So speaking of, of gay marriage... Um... When, when gays... Like, so taking someone else's last name, that's not legally mandatory or anything, right? Obviously. When you are domestically partnered you do have a chance to change your name so i could have did you were you even tempted for a second fully. well no my whole thing was that if any if either that of actually us, has a ring to it if either of us were going to take anyone else's name i was going to make foley change her name legally to foley maloney 
Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah. And the only reason why we didn't is that uh, her mom would be heartbroken if she dropped the name Jen. Oh, really? Even though no one calls her Jen except for her mom. Well, she would have been Jennifer Maloney. It's fine. No. Her name's Foley. Her name's Foley, dude. her last name was Foley. Yeah, but that's her name. I can still call her Foley. That's like if... That's fine. If, but, but my... My point is, is that, yeah. you know what I mean. Anyway, what, so what, no. Uh, no, this week, uh, in, in other news for gays, the Supreme Court uh, knocked the Defense Marriage Act on its ass, which means that- We talked about that last week, because we were we? talking about that, and I swear to God, because we spent half an hour last week talking we about, about trans stuff. We no, that all happened rights. before last Thursday, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Anyway. Yeah. No, we had an extended- We had last- Don't you remember last week was gonna be the spoiler cast for Last of Us? And it, and it was, was. But it turned into a three-hour podcast, because we spent, like, a better part of an hour talking about the gay stuff, and then we spent an hour talking about Last of Us. Bill, I'm so sorry that I occupied our podcast no, 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 talking no, no, about- no, I'm not right? It's just, when we were done recording last week, I was like, how the hell did we kill, like, two hours and 45 minutes? And I was like, oh, that's right, because we had, essentially had two podcasts All worth of material to talk about. Yeah. yeah. Gay stuff. I'd rather talk about gay stuff before we talk about Last of Us, because yeah. we can always talk about Last of Us. Yeah. Did you try? Did you start uh, trying to replay it a second time? I don't think I can yet. I think it's too new. Yeah. I'm almost to the point now. I'm still going through the it's over morning period. Yeah. I, I tried to restart it on survivor mode, the most mm-hmm. difficult mode, mm-hmm. and I got as far as Bill's place. But man, yeah. like, they take out, like, the the Joel's, like, the fact that he can, um, like, he's got the... the Keep it spoiler hearing, free, by the way. Yeah. His hearing vision that uh-huh. lets you see through walls and shit like yeah. that. You don't have that. Yeah. Uh, which is actually makes it more realistic. It's right. more like it's a little simmy, which is actually kind of cool. But, you know, it's still yeah. kind of rough. For the record, Bill, it was you. I know. Okay, okay. You prick. <laughs> my, uh, I got my shit turned off. down. Thank uh, you. But, yeah, and there's... Man, I gotta finish eating this mint. Wait, I gotta put this mint out of my mouth because it's, it's changing the way I talk. Here, you do that and I'll talk. Mommy will talk for a little bit. Yeah, no, I still... I'm so, oh, my God, that was one of the grossest things I've ever seen you do. There's, like, the the tendril of spittle. I know! Why is this a podcast? <laughs> no, if only I could lactate as a result of my mouth <sighs> mint birth. How you doing, Annie? Ready to get out of town for a couple Speaking days? of, The Last of Us went down to the comic shop this week, Ugh. picked up... No, please, Bill, go You ahead. were talking about my spittle. I'm trying to make sure it's all... Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't realize I spittled. You don't want to spittle? That's not an attractive thing to do. I'm already an unattractive enough person <laughs> that they're being spittle in front of a, so, a, a, a beautiful lady. Thank you, Bill. So, um... I went down to the comic shop this week. I picked up some comics. Well, it really got me excited because really, I, I have a box in a comic shop, and I'll just let my comics pile up. Yeah. And it's usually not until there's one I'm something I'm super chuffed about. Yeah, because you don't go walk. You don't go to the comic shop once, like every I go once months. a month. Yeah. Oh, I really? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I got to pick up my monthlies. But uh, what drove me down this week was the Last of Us comic, actually. Oh, by, I forgot um, that was actually retail. Oh, dude, it's so good. It's is really, it? really good. Is it actually written by Faith? It was co-written by Faith and Neil Druckmann, the creative director. Oh, really? Of, okay, so it actually really is super canon. It's it, not just oh, like it's, some it's fan really fictionies. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? Yeah. The we're. Um, Are we going to worry about spoiling Last of Us? I just said let's not do spoilers for Last of it's Us. Is what I said. It's no, done. The case went no. out for like a week and a half. Oh, Jesus Christ. Come anyway, on. it's only it's, 17 hours long. What I like about the uh, Last of Us: American Dreams, which is the comic, uh-huh. is that I think it really stands on its own as a comic and as a tie-in. I think there are very rarely where there's something you could actually give that to someone who had no interest in the um, in the game or familiarity with it, and it would still be a good read. So it's about Ellie. Mm-hmm. It's like a pretty cool. Is yeah. it is it is is it her talking about the girl? Yeah, it's it's she her briefly the mentions girl. in the game about how this yeah. is this other girl she was hanging out with. If you want to learn that backstory, my friend, pick up. Are they Last killing of Us, like zombies Dreams. and stuff? Are, are there zombies and infected, or yeah. is it, are they just dealing with other people? Yeah. Oh, okay. Both. Abu. How do they deal with the clickers? Clickers just have dialogue where it's click, 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 click. That's click, correct, Bill. 
No, it was really good. I also grabbed uh, the <laughs> the Adventure much? Time comic continues to be really amazing. I, I, I lost so the thread with that. I go go back and pick it up. It's such a well, good that's talk. coming out in collections now, right? It is. It's it's on enough now. And also they had I might original... just I should just do that because I like I'm one of those people where once I miss an issue or two, I get really confused as to where I, what issues I'm missing. Well, and then I'm like, I might as well just wait for all the collections because they're coming out with. Don't they already have the first collection out? So it seems like yearly, at least they're collecting yeah. everything or something. The like the what's what's really nice is that I've missed an issue here or there just because yeah. I bought it and I took it home and I just forgot to read it. And uh, the um, as you do, as I do, the uh, they're really they're kind of great because they're really written each to be self contained episodes. Oh really? So like you really could well, just I pick know up the first couple. Uh, the first half dozen issues were kind of about the Lich King. Well, there's and an that interconnected kind of... narrative, but you can pick up any given issue and have a good time. Are they still doing the backup? Uh... Uh, strips in the back yeah, of each issue? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Are they all still drawn by our friends? <laughs> That's always kind of weird. Like, oh, Emily drew this week's strip, but next week it's Lucy Nisley, and next week it's Erica Moen. And well, this month's Fiona and Cake issue, which is also really good, has a cover by Jen Wang. So there yeah, there you, go. you go. Exactly, yeah. Uh, Shannon Waters, the editor of Boom Studios, she knows good talent. Yeah. But uh, she, she seems like a cool person. Oh. Are you internet friends with her? Oh, yeah. No, I, I have an internet crush in Shannon Waters. Where does awesome. she live at? You can go Down visit her. I, yeah. Actually, I will. I totally will. She's well, a solid should, egg. On, on the way back from uh, Vancouver, just, just, just blow keep past. going. Keep going. <laughs> Call work and be like, guys, you know what? Hey, Shannon, I know you're in a cast, so I'm going to come carry you <laughs> Why around. Why is she in for a cast? Week. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. She was longboarding to her car. <laughs> Is that what a torture to her car? No, no, no. Longboarding isn't like a skateboard. Oh. She was skateboarding to her car and she broke her ankle. <laughs> Which is just the cutest She's the way. perfect. Oh she's my the God. perfect LA baby. Oh, Shannon. Oh, Shannon. I love you so much. But well, anyway, at least now she can get more work the, done. That's it. The, uh, so yeah, no, Adventure oh, Time, man. they, the Marceline and Scream Queens thing was really good, and I think you can get that That was just, though, like, a four-issue thing, Well, so right? was the Fiona and Cake thing. It's a mini-series. It's fucking amazing. Oh, I thought that was an ongoing series, too. No, okay. I don't think so. I think it's a mini, but it's, what's great is that it's drawn and written by Natasha Aligari, who created Fiona and Cake. She's yeah. a storyboard artist on Adventure Time. She, does she have her own, own, own cartoon now? Because it seems like all the Adventure Time people are splitting off and doing their own. She has a cartoon on for Cartoon Hangover Online okay. that's coming out called, like, I... uh, Bee and Puppy Dog. Okay. Because I saw, like, like, well, you've got, who did the, was it the singer-song lady? Oh, yeah, Rebecca Sugar. She does. She's got Steven Fart Universe. Wolf versus, the, yeah, whatever it's called. Did and you well, watch Steven Universe? Character's Justin McElroy. <laughs> yeah. And well, then I saw also like the character designer now has her own show. Mm-hmm. And they're all very much adventure timey, where it's kind of like the slightly loosey goosey cartoon. Not to say they all I look think like that's adventure really time. Dismissive no, adventure time is definitely adventure spawning time. its own like mini genre of goofy. I just think that adventure time has trippy been cartoons. This, um, uh, this boiling pot of talent, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, melting pot of talent, I should say, and now it's good that that talent is recognized and is getting their chances. Well, they kind of had a second crew come in on Adventure Time the show, yeah. like Steve because though a lot of the first people left and went off to go do their own shows, which I think is good. It's good. To have no, 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 I'm not complaining. Or anything Man, like that. the... it's not like you need a thousand people working on Adventure Time too. You pretty much. 
Like oh, it's whatever. a small crew. No, 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 I'm saying there's you don't need talent. You're just or are like really that. good about talking about things in a way that makes you sound really dismissive. No, but I'm just saying like the writers tend to be the directors on right. those episodes and stuff right. like that. The like I'm saying, it's a small yeah. Write the episode. Yeah, it's not okay. like it's not tiered like a lot of other cartoons are. But anyway, the Adventure Time comics also they had a, they had their first just straight up original graphic novel that was about the Flame Princess that was really good. Oh really? Really good. It was written by Danielle Cornetto who does the um, Girls of Slingshots. I'm still far enough behind Adventure Time. All I know. Is is that uh, uh, you have Flame, met Flame Prin- Princess? Have Flame you? Princess is, sounds like she's a hussy. <laughs> what I heard, somehow I guess she kind of tries to break up Prince Bubblegum and Finn. No, she's a tart. Not at all. That's what I keep on hearing from the fan fiction. Nope. Oh, but like, there's a will they won't they love triangle. Uh-huh. What's yeah, going on? Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then and then Jake has a thousand babies. Yes, pretty much, much actually. I'm with with, you got. with with Princess Bubblegum. Does he have to so, have sex with other dogs? Because he's just a shapeshifter. He shouldn't have to just mate with dogs. He could mate with anything. Princess Rainicorn is a Rainicorn, Bill. Oh, man. He's, man. Is Jake the most bangable fictional character ever created? Because he's a As shapeshifter? A shapeshifter perhaps. Yeah, because you've already seen he can make his body I like seriously super engage huge. in this conversation. Oh, my God. You know what? Actually, if you I, go to DeviantArt. You cannot literally, you literally cannot bring up something I'm less interested in than the sexual activities just, of just, the Adventure Time characters. Just, uh, it's not so much as I picture his penis expanding, <sighs> but the sound of it like a balloon. It does. Hey, Jake. Why can't I unfollow you in real oh, life? Yeah. <laughs> you came so, here voluntarily for the podcast. So, hey, oh. Bill. Uh, I also picked up the new Hawkeye comic. Is that good? Hawkeye is really, it's really good. It's on Chris Wary and stuff, right? The Well, it's fascinating. The colorist, what's his name? Uh, David Aha, mm-hmm. I want to say. I thought anyway. that was the artist artist. like the Matt Fraction writes it. Yeah. I, think, I, I can't remember his name. I think it's David Aha. I can't remember. Yeah. But anyway, he's the artist. It's great because his, his style is kind of a scratchy sort of like... like you know, it's very... simplistic, but it's very... Well, no, no, bare... no, no, no. What I'm trying to say is it's a very organic inking style yeah. that is then juxtaposed by this really rigid compositional style and sometimes like infographic type illustrations. Mm-hmm. And it shouldn't work, but it does really, really well. It's one of my favorite comics right now, just from an artistic. Is this standpoint. whole issue about Pizza Dog? It is. There's so Pizza a... Dog is Hawkeye. Okay, so Hawkeye, he's the dude from the Avengers. That's correct. That no one cares the about. The premise of Hawkeye is that this is what Hawkeye is up to when he's not being an Avenger. Yeah. Which is a great premise. And so I love that it's not only do you take the least essential member of the Avengers, give him his own comic. Not that he never had a, a comic before. But then you have a whole issue about his dog. It's great. That's well, great. the first issue of Hawkeye was about him meeting this dog. Exactly, yeah. And, uh... Um, and it, Pizza Dog became this breakout sensation for fans. <laughs> Pete, the and fact so, that he's named Pizza Dog well, already meant that he was going to be a star. Technically, his name is Lucky Pizza Dog, and he has a third name. I can't yeah. remember now. But uh, well, anyway. there's, again, talking about collections, there's the first Hawkeye collection of yeah. this work, and that's good, too. I Although, I'm still bummed it. that only the first half of, the, of that collection features artwork by the David Aha guy, who, well, when I think of that comic... It's, there's there's multiple artists who work on that comic, but he's my favorite artist that works on that. He's I'd say he's their A bro, and they're just filling people. Yeah. So he's still he's the lead artist. Yeah. But yeah, I love the coloring and everything like that, and it does have some of my favorite comic um, comic camp compositions I've seen in a long well, time. Well, it's very graphic designing. If you see the covers, are very minimal but very mm-hmm. badass looking. Yeah. Yeah. It's, they're really. Just, just, yeah. Even if you don't care about the writing of comic books, the Hawkeye's worth checking out just to look just for the graphical style. Yeah. If you are interested at all in comics as an art and composition as art, I highly recommend picking up Hawkeye. But the excerpts I saw from this from this uh, Pizza Dog issue mm-hmm. it seems very like like they took a lot of uh reference from chris ware where it's all kind of mm-hmm. diagrams and stuff like that yeah have you it's... read much chris ware i hate chris ware 
Well, I, did... I admire him as an artist. Oh, okay. I no, can't okay, stomach okay. his storytelling. That's fine. Why, just because the content of the story or how he tells it? Uh, both. Okay. You don't like the pizza dog graph well, designs no, no, no. I and I like, like him. I like his aesthetically. I don't... And I should no. I guess it's not the way he tells it. I mean, it's just I don't like the sort of stories he tells. Okay, I'm not terribly interested in it. That's cool. I have enough depression without. Oh yeah, 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 no, yeah. Chris Ware will make you suicidal, even yeah. if you're the happiest son of a bitch I on earth. I got that handled on my own. Thank you. I want Chris so. Ware to direct an episode of My Little Pony. <laughs> just see what the hell happens. So it was really, 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 really good. Yeah, really good. And I'm now I'm interested in Ultimate Spider-Man again because they skipped a year in the future and he has a girlfriend. So is it still Miles Morales? Yeah. Oh, okay. Peter Parker's dead, yo. Yeah. Dead. But yeah, they added. How a old is the character it. now? He's like seventeen. Fourteen. Uh, he was fourteen. Yeah, he was a baby. Oh, I didn't realize he was a kid. He's a baby. That was one of the reasons why oh. I didn't really enjoy it. As I'm like the story of this 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 high school boy. Thirteen is when you're barely interested in girls. There's not even room. Well, like he's fourteen. Was the was the last year just him playing with Matchbox cars, talking yeah, about like kind yeah, of learning how to be Spider-Man, Bill. He's really into WWF. <laughs> WWE bill. Oh, sorry. He's not He's into the World Wildlife Candace. Foundation. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But anyway, wow. comics are good. Super good. Oh, um, did you read Batman 66? No. <laughs> so Batman 66 is a brilliant idea. Batman 66 is just, hey, let's take the old Batman TV show from the 60s and yeah. put it in a comic book form. And that's really all it is. Yeah. I mean, it's great. Which is brilliant. But like the artwork, it's it's specifically like, it's like Frank Gorshin as the Riddler. Yeah. You know, it's Adam West, it's like really kind of good. with his little paunch as Batman with his crappy little hat and everything. Uh, it's... It's uh, it's it's available for ninety nine cents on Comixology now. I think it's not available in stores until later this month, but it's mm-hmm. available digitally now for only a buck. For a buck, it's fucking awesome. And on Comixology, it's not animated, but they did that thing where, um, as you swipe from one page to another, sometimes mm-hmm. the page you don't just switch to a new page, but like it'll zoom into a panel. Oh yeah. And when you swipe, like the That's characters will move a little bit and stuff does. like that. Yeah. I don't realize they did that because all yeah. the all the comics I've bought on Comicsology were just you know just scans of comics pages right. and you're just flipping through them. This one has it so like, like you know you'll see like there'll be still an image of Batman punching a dude and suddenly it, when you hit swipe instead of switching to the next panel or page suddenly you see the clop. Like oh, sound effect oh, thing will suddenly appear oh, over the punch, I didn't and know then you did swipe that. again. Yeah, that kind of stuff, okay. which is kind of cool. Yeah, but uh, the the coolest thing about Batman sixty six actually is the coloring because um, Jonathan Case, who's the artist on the book, you know, he just inked the book normally, but then what he did was he kind of duplicated the line art and uh, layered it again over the color layer on like this non repro blue color thing, so it kind of mm-hmm. looks slightly misregistered bad printing mm-hmm. from the nineteen sixties. Nice. And then he put kind of like the the zipatone colors on top of that, so it really oh, yeah. does look like a night, not not exactly like a sixties co- yeah. uh, comic book, but it's definitely like today's modern interpretation of oh, dodgy sixties, super lurid color, super bright, super poppy, that's brilliant. slightly intentionally misaligned printing and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But it like feels like super comic booky and very silly, but it's really fun. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's 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 it's, 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 it's kind of a crazy affectation, but it's still fun. Like. Uh, well, you Jeff can, Parker, he wrote it, it, and Jeff Parker's great at yeah. writing this stuff. Yeah, because you know Jeff Parker's the master of like, hey, let's do. He's the Jeff Parker's the guy who wrote Doom. Where's my car? Fantastic <laughs> yeah. Four strips. So yeah, you know he has a sense of humor about all the yeah. superhero bullshit. So but yeah, well, it was awesome. very cute. I'll pick it up. Yeah, ninety nine cents. Hmm. Do you still have an iPad? I do. Well, my wife has the iPad. I have you have the touch. 
Yeah. Your stupid yicky touch that's falling apart. That's Blech. right, Bill, with the bad camera. Blech. Well, I, no, it's all it's all mostly cooperating. It's just the power button doesn't work anymore. No. Oh, so speaking I... of stuff. Uh, speaking of photos, I had a bunch of people. I had a cookout last Saturday. Uh-huh. We had we had the yay for gay cookout. Uh-huh. Yay Supreme Court fuck Noma cookout. And for dessert, I served my Totoro cookies. Oh yeah. And all everyone took a bunch of close up photos with their iPhones. Yeah. That's a cook. That iPhone does not have the worst camera. Bill, but that's the iPhone. I know. That is not the camera that is in this. Really? I'm telling you because I did exactly the same thing. And he's touching her to touch. Do. Why this is the touch, camera better in the iPhone than the Touch? Because the iPhone is a better piece of technology. Ugh. This is like the last generation. Ugh. Like, Bill, this is this is what the this camera looks anyway, like. Anyway, Totoro cookies were delicious. Here, Bill, look if... how beautiful that picture is. That's repugnant. When did you take that? Just now. Oh. It's a shitty camera. Oh, that's Bill. terrible. Ugh. Oh, uh, no, you, but like the, the Totoro cookies were delicious, were if they? dry, because they've been sitting in a container for two months. Say, for however long. Yeah, no, uh, 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 I had some uh, internet friends who they went to, did I, I probably already mentioned this mm-hmm. on the podcast. Oh, they did. went to Japan, the Studio Ghibli Studio Museum Ghibli, in Japan, yeah. and they brought, they mailed back to me a tin of Studio Ghibli cookies, which is cool, like the big cookie in the middle, they're all shortbread cookies, and the big one in the middle is the Studio Ghibli emblem that they actually have on the gates of the studio. Not mm-hmm. even the museum, but the actual gates of the studio. Yeah. It's like this big emblem with like, like there's like a boar from, uh, whether it's a princess movie, what that Mononoke shit, mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff like that. This is the big cookie and the little cookies around the side. They have little brown chocolate cookies that yeah. are the the uh, soot sprites from oh, nice. Spirited Away. Yeah. And they have other cookies that have like Porcarosa's airplane embossed on nice. them. And they were a big hit. It was fantastic. Oh, and then I made this best lemonade. Oh, man. Lemonade's awesome. Homemade, I've never made homemade egg. lemonade before. Oh, yeah? This is the best lemonade of my it's whole really life. Good, I actually splashed boiling water on my nose <laughs> while oh, making no. lemonade. Because you have to boil water and put it on the sugar to melt the sugar. And right. Then, and you essentially make a syrup and you pour that into the lemonade. Right. Blah, blah, blah. But, uh, That's my, how you make sweet tea correctly. Is that what? Yeah. yeah. <sighs> I might try tea again if it was made like this. Mm-hmm. Like Texas sweet tea. Yeah, that's how you make oh, Texas sweet tea. I, I'll also, come to your house if yeah. you make it. <laughs> no, but I mean, well, him, him, yeah, but I actually, uh, my, I burned my finger and like I jerked my hand up and like splashed uh, hot boiling water on my nose and I started getting, the skin was peeling off my oh, nose. Billy. So I told everyone like, I just got sunburned because I don't want to tell everyone I was too stupid to have accidentally boiled my own nose <laughs> while making lemonade. But yeah, no, we had a nice cookout. We had hot dogs and shit and everyone came out and I talked to Lucy Bellwood for like an hour and a half about sailing. Yeah. Lucy Bellwood, uh, friend Mm -hmm. of the podcast, she's a cartoonist. Uh, She has spent years as a sailor on tall ships, Mm -hmm. uh, like on like, you know, fucking master commander type shit. Mm -hmm. She had a whole girl. And she does like competitive dancing and shit. She I is told the world's her, most interesting woman. I told her, like, she's like a living J.D. Salinger character, too. <laughs> and you can tell she's cute because guys love to flock to her. Because she has all kinds of crazy stories. Because yeah. she's like, oh, I, oh, yeah, I've sailed ships. I go competitive dancing. I break dance, you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, she is an interesting story machine. So I got yeah. to talk to her for two hours. Yeah. What else happened? Like, it was just a good cookout. It was good times. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, I went outside this last weekend. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, I can't believe we both have reports about how we actually spent time out, out this of doors is, this I week. I love that this is so momentous, too. Yeah. Saturday, I went out to Oneonta Gorge. The hell is that? Oneonta Gorge is in the um, uh, uh, Columbia Gorge uh-huh. up here in Portland. It's about two stops uh, north of Multnomah Falls. And what it is, is this river that's kind of... Uh, bored into the 
the wall of the gorge. Yeah, I saw the so photo it, where it's like the yeah, the, sheer the rock. Wall. It's a narrow gorge, and it's almost like the steel, uh, the, the the stone walls are overhanging you. Yeah, it's not like a in big parts. wide open river. Mm-mm. It's like this ca- narrow canyon that you're swimming yeah. in. It's interesting because the most for the most part, it's pretty shallow. It's yeah. like doesn't really go until it's higher than knee high for the bulk of it. Oh really? So okay. you go, you walk in. So you just go the and river. splash each other. No, you walk in through the river, and then there's a log jam you have to climb over. It was terrifying yeah how big was the log jam like, giant it's a huge log like 12 jam, feet dude. tall uh taller wow. i would say probably closer to 16 feet so tall. i ain't going down there and about 25 soon. feet deep if holy not shit and so you have to kind of clamber all over and there's a giant you have to risk rock. breaking your neck just to get into the goddamn oh, yeah. water and there were a lot of people who took their kids there i was livid oh, man livid that's a log jam so it's not like designed is... for easy climbing or no anything. it is not yeah joke is like this were the beavers pissed <laughs> Well, it was it was it was very clear that what had happened was there was a storm or something, and the um, there were trees from up on top of the gorge just went tumbling yeah. down, and they built up around this giant rock. Yeah, it's terrifying. This is some caveman shit. Oh, you gotta climb intense. over. The... So you climb Fuck. over the log. Oh, that sounds great though. And yeah. then you go hiking for about another half mile through the river, uh-huh. and then at the end of it there is a pond. Like the the river kind of terminates in a little pond uh-huh. that's fed by a waterfall. Oh, and it's just beautiful. And there are so many people there. You had to beat them off with sticks. Well, I was curious because this is a popular destination on a hot day because yeah. it's twenty degrees cooler. In yeah, there. we had a really hot week this week in Portland. Yeah. Like, yeah, we didn't quite crack the triple digits. We were getting there. Yeah, and uh, but which is rare for Portland. It, yeah. There were maybe about fifty. people people all told but okay. you know it's it's such a deliberate walk to and from it's not like there were 50 people in the little pond at the yeah. end of it but uh yeah but it was a lot of fun it was beautiful and a lot of fun it's the first time i've gone swimming in a decade and a half i, I think. don't see i don't think you ever you, like the whole time i've ever known you never you known to swimsuit right? I kinda, yeah i kind of woke up one morning with boobs and i lost interest in swimming yeah but yeah well, no, kinda... well that must make getting a swimsuit pretty goddamn uh, interesting then yeah yeah it's challenging yeah did you get a like over the internet though because yeah. you said you got like a swimsuit like last year I got one from speedo I, I was like googling around online I'm like what do you do if you got big old titties how do you get a swimsuit it's you get a swimsuit with like underwire There's a lot of ugly like ones well most of them i'm assuming you just got a big one piece right yeah oh, yeah. yeah well that was my other thing i'm like i don't want to get two pieces i got a big old beer gut oh it would have been cute though but that. no it would not dude. i am biased uh-huh no it's hot Stretch my I've seen of beard you in your underwear. It's okay. Uh-huh. Well, then again, it's, it's it's one thing that you know. Yeah. 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 So I kind of like to be comfortable when I'm out about. If somewhere. you were to reverse the situation, say, Bill, you should get a two piece swimsuit. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I see the difference is I'm actually fat. You're just you're just uh, pleasantly plump. Uh huh. Whereas I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> I'm like a big rotten plum. Anyway, so that walking well with legs going. I am speaking of 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 just Ghibli. I am the radish uh, spirit from uh, uh, Spirited Away that she has to write, share the elevator with. That's what I feel like sometimes. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what that you you have to, sh- have to share, share the elevator with life's me. Elevator with the radish. So, uh, no, I went to Oneonta Gorge on Saturday. That sounds fantastic, It was though. really yeah. wonderful. I highly recommend it to anybody in the area. It's a good time. I It was really scary to climb that log jam, but I want to go back. Wait, did you have to climb that in, in your swimsuit, too? Because I could see that being scary. I wore, uh, I wore like, a pair of pants. Because um, nothing would be sadder than if you're already kind of in a swimsuit you might feel kind of uncomfortable with. And if you're trying to climb a bunch of logs and you fall off and you just seem extra just ridiculous. Well, I wore a Western shirt and, like... <laughs> oh, no, I, I look like a cartoon sense. character. I have these... Um, <laughs> 
these uh, olive drab olive ODs that yeah. I got from the um, army surplus store, and Aww. I cut them off and I turned them into uh, capris. Oh, very cool. <laughs> I wore that. So you really just had vacation gear on. It was. It was oh, a lot of that fun. sounds like really. Did you really guys have like a picnic and everything too? Uh, no. Just swim in, then go home. We hungry. went to Edgefield and had lunch. It was lovely. It was a really. Lovely oh, I forgot because that would be on the way. Uh, yeah. Edgefield. Yeah, Edgefield being a really cool like. Not even just a bar, but a whole like little it's a, it was a hotel complex. Farm. Yeah, it's owned by McMinimins, which they're these folks who do kind of crazy restorationable buildings and turn them into breweries, yeah. basically. Yeah, it's this compound where you can drink in twelve different places, so it's a good place. But anyway, so on Sunday, I went to the Enchanted Forest. What? The Enchanted Forest is a theme park that was built in between yeah, it's like scary 1964 and 1971 oh by a watchmaker. God. And it's down in Turner, Oregon. And he only died halfway through. It still haunts the place. Oh, yeah. man. It was amazing because it was... Talk about copyright infringement island, Bill. Oh, I saw you posted a, fo- a photo of what? Welcome to Mondor? <laughs> yeah, it was so good. Instead of Mordor? So good. Even the sign, it looked like this... Uh, maybe it had been originally written as Mordor and someone just took took the R and made it into an N. <laughs> the, um, there were all these cast sculptures. This so this is on a separate day. You guys didn't do the same thing. It was thing. on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, it was on a separate day. The uh, there are all these cement sculptures of all these fairy tale characters, fairy tale characters, but yeah. they're transparently the Disney versions. Yeah, like I saw four different off model Maleficents while I was there. There are a lot of creepy. But these are all like four forty year old sculptures yeah. and stuff, right? Yeah, they're oh intense. man, it was great. It was a lot of fun actually. I had a really good time. Next week you're obligated to go. Speaking of the Hobbit stuff, you're obligated to go out to that was the ho- someone built that fake Hobbiton somewhere I it was in the in state. New Zealand. No, I thought that was here. Like somebody here. Try to build like a like an actual like Hobbit Hole Hotel or something like that. I'm not I can swear that it was within driving distance of Portland, Oregon. Oh no, you're right, because Jen and Kip and Steve yeah, because they were talking went. about going out there. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna look this up on Twitter. You keep on talking. But anyway, no, Enchanted Forest was a lot of fun. They had terrifying rides. They had a ridiculous haunted house. They had a Western town. Uh, it was really, really a lot of fun. I had a really good time. You gotta approach these things with a childlike sense of wonder. Like, uh, one I'm of my assuming friends, it wasn't that expensive to get in there. It was ten bucks. 10 bucks and uh but yeah no the best part was you have to get these tickets to go on the rides and i had one ticket left over and the only thing you could spend one ticket on is panning for gold what so there's this this not even a ride wooden, but like there's this wooden like um uh, trough that's filled with sand yeah and you go up to it and there's a guy working behind it and he gives you a pan and he says okay now find your spot good go pan it for gold and he's like you're an adult i'm an adult <laughs> Just, but he was still, like, really hamming it up. It was a lot of fun. And he's like, you know, find your spot. Here, I'll help you. And, like, he helps me push the pan in onto the sand. And I scoop it up. And he's like, okay, now pour it in the sifter. Here, let me help you again. And he, the reason why he was trying to be really hands-on is that as you're pouring the sand in, he reaches underneath the trough and f- <laughs> grabs a pa- fake piece of gold and sticks it in the sand. And it was, like, the best, most transparently terrible sleight of hand I've I ever seen. I can see, as a lady, you might be sitting there like, is this guy going to try to, like, suck on my neck one? Like, why is no. he being so hands-on about this? And you're like, well, oh, yeah. here's a rock. Well, it was just, like, it was ridiculous. <laughs> it was so much fun. I was, like, was there only so one guy fun. there? And, like, you guys were the only there? I was, like, the Scooby-Doo gang? And, like, no. he would try to pretend to be a different person at every, <laughs> at every, uh, Okay, now I want to attraction. believe that's true. Yeah, no. he puts a little fake mustache, and the next one he's got a boater hat. And, I really, uh, the, everyone who worked there 
it was oh, actually yeah. kind of adorable. I tried very hard to have a conversation with all of them because yeah. I lived back in Texas. I lived out, out right away, uh, not too far away from Six Flags over Texas. Yeah. And um, I had friends who would work there in the summer and it was the most boring job in the world to mine an attraction and do all that stuff. So I tried to have an actual conversation with all of them knowing that it was probably the only non-bitching based conversation yeah, exactly, they were going to yeah. have they were the just day. They weren't having it. They were just like, Be uh-huh. nice. To, no, they were all very sweet oh, okay. and grateful to actually have a human dialogue. <laughs> Be nice to the uh, to the service workers of the world. See, you would know more about this if you read Stephen King's new book, Joyland, available for twelve ninety nine from yes, Fart, Bill. Fart Hawk Books. Because people who work at a nineteen sixty seven child like theme park are exactly the same as carnies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there was this ride called the Challenge of Mondor, which was this. <laughs> Which, did, what did you the guys sign say? Did they you... called it a slow-paced, beautiful, interactive journey. That's beautiful, what they called it. interactive journey. That was amazing. So what it was is this... Um, uh, <laughs> slow-paced? Is, yeah. That's, why you, that's like a euphemism for retarded ride. <laughs> Just, yeah. So what it was was you, you were in these little cars, and they kind of, it was kind of like a Mr. Toad's Wild Ride sort of thing, or you were just kind of going through all these dioramas, except There's it no was, hills or bumps in the ride. It's no, just like a train. It's just a track. Yeah. But you have these little guns... In your track, and there are all these little um, targets you have to try and shoot at, and you're trying to get a high score. Oh, that's cool! Combining a uh, shooting attraction with the, with the train yeah. ride. Yeah. So I don't want to brag or anything, but did you I did you totally suggest they won. turn into a Butch Cassidy and Sundance Kid? Right. I thought it really loud. No, it was great though because all of the monsters that they had were very clearly like just bought from like a Halloween store. <laughs> yeah. So, like they had my favorite oh, was this werewolf that right towards the exit as I you're see leaving. This, sometime. this howling werewolf that was just you could hear the servo opening its mouth. <laughs> And meanwhile, this howl show. Like yeah. Oh, it was such hackney bullshit. Oh. If you if you have a child, if you can leave your irony at the door, can approach things just for with a child like sense of wonder. Highly recommend. Did they have the any like dark rides or anything like that, or was well, that it all just like dark. happy flippy? Well, that well, that I mean, it's kind. They've got like a haunted house, and that was kind of a dark thing, but it was like okay, you know yeah. so shitty. You know, yeah. When there's an actual gremlin from Gremlins flying around, it's you know there's. <laughs> Always that degree of things, but uh, the uh, it was it was just really hokey. And it's fun. funny that you bring so that up because I can't remember why I wound up uh, reading about this, but uh, I wound up reading about Kennywood Park, which is the big park in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, this uh-huh. week, and uh, just talking about uh, the, the the Wikipedia entry for Kennywood Park is really thorough, yeah. where they go break down all the rides and which ones have changed since when. And I, I was really bummed to see that most of like the scary rides that I loved as a kid yeah. have all been replaced, like. The, the, the one ride called the Old Mill, which was I was way too scared to get go into when I was a little yeah. kid. And I always thought, oh, man, one day I'm an adult and I'm going to come back and ride this ride. Yeah. It's now been replaced. It's been turned into a dark. It's still a dark ride, but it's Garfield themed. Yeah. Because I guess, I guess like, the, this this theme park in Pittsburgh was always owned by a family. Yeah. Up until, like, five years ago where they sold it to some kind of giant, like, roller coaster conglomerate out of yeah. Spain. Huh. And so they tried to make the, the, the whole park more corporate. Used to it used to be uh, Kennywood. Their 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 uh, their mascot was a kangaroo named Kenny. Yeah. Now they changed it. They they, they must have like struck a deal with the Jim Davis people because now the yeah. most of the park seems to be Garfield themed. Now Garfield oh, is geez. the main mascot of the theme. And well, now that's what I feel. Like, I'm kinda like, oh man, that kind of sucks. It kind of sucks. Toad's Wild Ride got turned into like a Winnie the Pooh themed ride. Yeah. Bums me out, dude. Oh, boo, 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 boo. Oh, boo. 
Because I love old theme park stuff, especially like small local theme parks. I'm just saying that's always kind of creepy to theme parks. Forests. Oh my god, I totally have it's to. So shitty enough, and just like how much did it cost you to even get in? Ten bucks. Okay. How yeah. much was like a ride? It was like tickets uh, for like a dollar, and then yeah, you get tickets. tickets were a dollar piece, and rides were three to four tickets. Yeah. There were not there were like five rides. It's not much, but I had a lot of fun. Yeah, because it sounds like tiny I went on a log flume. Oh, so man. good. So good. I just texted my wife because she worked. I just texted my wife and I said, I just went on a log flume. She texted me back. I don't know what that is, but I can tell you're excited. I bought an Enchanted is Forest this you, shirt. You, you went out with the, the Gone Home people, right? Yeah, I went out with the Fulbright folks and uh, yeah, had a lot of fun. And uh, I bought a shirt. I bought an Enchanted Forest shirt because I wanted to get one because I actually kind of love the design of it. Yeah. And I didn't have a bag. I could fit it in. So I just wore it all day. <laughs> they were just like, did you really, did you really just buy a shirt of the place <laughs> and then wear it at the place? I'm like, yeah. Not a place yeah. to be ironic, right? Exactly. Like, that's so cool. That's You're enchanted forest. You put on the enchanted shirt. I was excited. It's like it was. Yeah, no, you had fun. a great weekend. It was a really, you good had event. a total summary weekend. It was kind of perfect. It was yeah. kind of. Great. And this weekend, you get to spend on a car driving. I love road trips. I'm so excited. We have all sorts of audiobooks. I'm super pumped. Well, especially if you're not driving. That makes a road trip even extra better. No, if you're just I the actually, DJ and stuff. I love driving on road trips. That's my number one favorite way to drive. I'm you really a, You don't have an active license right now. Yet. No, so you can't, you can't kick in with the driving up it's, to Vancouver. Um, my driver's license expired, so I have a state ID. I'd have to retake the test. What's there going to be to do in Vancouver other than hang out with the people you see? Vancouver? Yeah. Is there anything cool in Vancouver? It's a beautiful, amazing town. Know, it's yeah. beautiful, but beautiful isn't fun. I'm just saying. So that was my weekend. I know it's beautiful because I saw it get blown up in Mass Effect Three. <laughs> All right, friends. We're gonna get Bill. Do you have anything else? Or can yeah, I got on? everything I did this week. Well, then talk about it. Other than uh, your villain the... and your I'm actually completely forgot about everything. everything what Bill. I did this week. Oh, I saw Citizen Kane this week. Yes. Well, after all the talk of Last of Us being the Citizen, Citizen Kane, Kane of games, games, I said, yeah. fuck it. Oh, and also, Entertainment Weekly, this part where Andy tunes out and starts reading no, I, I'm just, Twitter while I'm talking. Going. I don't think I'm talking. I just if I just suddenly started reading Twitter while you're talking, you'd get offended. Andy. <laughs> Andy's not going to quit. Okay. I've never seen Citizen Kane. I well, I'm going to tell you about it so you never tell have to see it. it. I took that book just for you, Annie. Makes no, you so know. Entertainment Weekly was also like, uh, they they their their last issue last week was the 100 best of everything. 100 best movies, 100 best TV shows. 100 mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And of course, at the top of their list was also Citizen Kane. I'm like, fuck. I haven't seen Citizen Kane since somebody back in high school, like for an, a film class. Uh, a f- uh, one of the teachers tried to show the class Citizen Kane. Mm-hmm. And they showed us this, and it was the worst possible presentation because yeah. they tried to show it's like a bunch of sixteen-year-old kids in a hot classroom. It was like mm-hmm. it was early like summer. It was like in the middle of May. Right. The, and you're trying to show somebody like a dodgy ancient VHS copy of this yeah. old black and white movie of this old dude dying, and he drops a magic <laughs> snow globe, and yeah. he says rosebud, and like. Everyone just laughing, yeah. and then there was only like twenty minutes left in the class. Well, I don't think we ever saw more than twenty minutes of it. Oh, That's all the Citizen Kane ever saw. I'm yeah. like, fuck that shit. And so I said, oh, fuck it. I'll, I'll t- take a second, sec- uh, second stab at watching this movie. Now I'm older, I have a better, better appreciation for old black and white boring shit. Right. It's actually good. Yeah. Do you want to borrow? I got it. Uh, maybe next. I week. got the Blu-ray. Why did you? Buy it. Because it had commentaries and making of. Oh, oh, and this is the best part. I've got the Citizen Kane Blu-ray. <laughs> and of course, the last Blu-ray of my PlayStation 3 was uh, Last of Us. <laughs> and where was I going to put Last of Us? I put it in the in the, in the Citizen Kane case. <laughs> so Citizen Kane. So Last of Us is the Citizen Kane of games because it is, it is in the Citizen Kane game Dill, case I right almost now. enjoyed that joke. <laughs> that was a visual joke. It doesn't do very well with Bill explaining it out yeah. loud. But yeah, yeah no, it's, 
it? Do you know what it's about? Yes. Citizen Kane is one of those movies, unfortunately, like Casablanca. Have you seen it? You haven't seen it. No, Bill. Go ahead. You were explaining. Yeah, I haven't seen it. You said you want to borrow it. It's one of those movies like Casablanca. Two minutes ago. Yeah, I got. I'm tired. This booze Uh, already gotten to me. So yeah, no, I think it's one of those movies like Casablanca where I've seen it spoofed and remade and alluded to so many times that I'm not going to be able to appreciate. That's the thing in this movie, like the twist that Rosebud is the sled at the end. If you didn't know that coming, you'd be like, you'd be like, at the end, you'd be like, oh man, it's deep. <laughs> Deep as the sea. <laughs> you're just watching, you're like, everyone spends a whole movie, you're like, what's Rosebud? What's yeah. Rosebud? And you're just like, motherfucker. <laughs> you know what it is. <laughs> and so it's good. I don't know. Do I even need to explain what it's about? I'm sure, I, you know, most people haven't seen it. I mean, even yeah. hardcore film freaks haven't seen it because it's boring. <laughs> if you're a kid, but if you watch older and you're like, old and sad, and you're like, oh yeah, this dude's old and sad. Yeah. <laughs> and Orson Welles, he sounds like Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> Brain is what's his butt. Doing That's Orson Welles You're like this whole movie's about Pinky and the Brain. Where's, 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 where's which one's Pinky? Which one's Brain? Pinky. You waiting for Pinky, Pinky to show up? Yeah. Also, Orson Welles' best Marf. friend. We he go. wears a hat that is it's totally um, Butch Cassidy's hat from Butch Cassidy and Sons oh, yeah. Dance Kid. I thought I saw that and I was like, Andy's got to watch it just for that hat. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's just about an old dude who. It's interesting because also this week I I, I uh, it's over there I got this book called Difficult Men which yeah. is this brand new book by this guy who writes for This American Life uh-huh. but he wrote this book about the what he calls the third golden age of TV mm-hmm. he wrote a book that's all about uh, the creation of The Sopranos and Breaking mm-hmm. Bad and Mad Men mm-hmm. and The Wire and all that stuff with a specific focus on TV shows from the last decade cable TV shows about really sad middle aged white dudes kind mm-hmm. of being disenfranchised and kind mm-hmm. of like being What's it called when when women fuck your shit up? Emasculated? Yes. Emasculated. <laughs> I don't know if that has to be specific to women fucking your shit up, but loss of power. Yes. And that's actually kind of what Citizen Kane is about. And, like, the Citizen Kane dude, he starts off as a poor guy and becomes something super rich. There's no antagonist in the movie. The only yeah. antagonist in the movie is his own ego fucking his own shit up. Yeah. And that's kind of just like Breaking Bad and Mad Men and all right. those other TV shows where the real villain is, the, is this dopey... W- w- white guy who fucks his shit up and he's super sad for no real reason other than he's a shithead. Yeah. It's funny, that's a whole genre. Yep. Yeah. Movies and TV is white guys who just like, have nothing better guys. to do, and nothing better to do nothing than to sabotage their shit. Nothing better to do than self-destruct. Shit. Yeah. Yeah! Says yep. the fat guy who just got a credit card when he was 38. <laughs> so yeah, no, so this game is actually pretty good. If you can bit torn it, go ahead. <laughs> Actually, mean if you can find it in a dumpster. You find it in an internet dumpster. Well, that's the thing I did. It was the funny thing is like I found it in an internet dumpster because I was like, oh, I'm gonna be damn because you can't find it anywhere. It's not like on iTunes or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I'm not going to Movie Madness to buy the. Uh, so I was, uh, I'm gonna find it in the internet dumpster. And I watched it. I was like, oh shit, this is good. Good enough. I'm gonna buy the Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. It's one of those times where finding something in the internet dumpster gets you to buy something. Yeah. Because the, the Blu-ray's got like commentary by who's the dude who died. Roger Ebert mm-hmm. and James Bogdanovich, mm-hmm. and they just say the same stuff. <laughs> they just oh, and Rosebud is also supposed to be one of the writers who who worked on the movie. That was the name of his wife's clitoris, but then they use that as the name for the sled, which is kind of gross. Just throw that out there. Andy, the look on Andy's face. You're the person tweeting about clitorises this week. <laughs> hey. I was trying to do a public service in defense sp- of clitoris. I spent five minutes trying to figure out how that would work on the clitoris. Because, like, it's like a little Easter button. Yeah. 
backtrack. Annie uh, was tweeting links to what's the company? We've talked about this uh, company on the a, podcast before. There's a shop here in Portland called Sex Bob. Oh, they are local. A, a Shiba. And they were selling the Jimmy Jane vibrators. On yeah, I think sale. we've talked about this vibrator. We've talked about Jimmy Jane. Yeah. yeah, and uh, they had one. It's like 20% off, which is a pretty good deal. And uh, yeah, instead of like 150 it. bucks, it's like 110 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And it is the Cadillac of vibrators. It is. It's like this. It looks. It's this tiny, like little, like palm sized little Easter bunny thing. It's this round mm-hmm. thing with two little ears. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how do you use that? Because Annie was specifically talking about how it's really great for the clitoris. And I'm uh-huh. like, well, technically anything's great for the clitoris or vibrates. But I'm like, hmm. And yeah. I thought about it. As I realized, got two ears, so you can do the whole kind of I mean, stuff have you like never that. seen, like, the, yeah, like, what is it, the rabbit wand or whatever? It's like, yeah. the whole point. Oh, yeah, no, that makes know? sense. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's just but kind of such is, a like, weird it's, two, it's, and it's such an abstract shape, you could leave it out and no one would know what it's supposed to well, do. What's great is that it has a little charging dock that's like a little iPad charging dock. Yeah, because it's Similarities. got conductive charging. It's not like you have to yeah. plug it in. That's yeah, totally that, waterproof. That makes it so, yeah, exactly. So that's. And it's really, really quiet. Is that the only vibrator company where that, no, that's doing that design where it's just conductive charging so you can use it in the bathtub and all that stuff? There are a couple of them. That's but really, some like, really actually have batteries. They just figure out how to do it so that they're waterproof. Yeah, that is like that. That def- that company is definitely like the well, citizen cane of uh, vibrator they companies. Are, well, their whole thing is that sex toys should not be shameful. Yeah, and they should be well designed. Well, they have great that. not commercials because it's an online company. It's yeah. not like they do commercials, but like their product demonstrations of how to use any particular yeah, thing. Yeah, it's great because there's just these two gloved hands yeah. using the toys in this very practiced way. It's pretty amazing. What's the thing? What, what's the one you were talking about? Uh, I think it's called the Form 2. Yeah. You can't there This whole line, they have the Form line of vibrators that have that conductive base and everything. And that's the one that looks like a bunny. There's one that looks like a tongue. There's one that looks like, what's that toy that um, you squeeze it and the eyes pop out and the ears pop out? Yeah. There's one that kind of looks like that. <laughs> and maybe it's the Form 4. This I week, I, I have spent so much time talking about sex toys with people this week, too. Because at the cookout, Erica... And Matt, oh, uh, yeah. friends Erica Moen and Matt Nolan, they, they uh, run Ojoy Sex Toy, yeah. which is an online webcomic that reviews sex toys. Mm-hmm. And they were just talking about the, like their next batch of sex toys they got to review. And they're, they keep on wanting me to do a comic. And I keep on one, I keep on joking about how sex I'll pumpkin. Yeah, do the sex pumpkin. <laughs> but then like, I'm like, well, I can't just joke about it. Actually, I have to fuck a pumpkin and review it. <laughs> like, do you want that? And they're like, no, you can fake it. I'm like, yeah, but it's sad. Sex toy reviews, you can't fake it. You can't pretend to go see the Lone Ranger and hate it. You have to go see it and hate it for a reason. I'm not going to do a joke. I'm just saying. I got to fuck the pumpkin for real. If I'm gonna do that comic. I got to dress it up, take it on a date. Because I got to make a story out of it. It's just me just yeah. going to the store and buying a pumpkin and fucking it. Built. I have to be like, okay, here's the hole I cut in it. Here's the knife I used. Here's why I Bill. chose this specific pumpkin. Bill, what else? Because it reminded me of Mary Poppins. What else, Bill? What else? Oh, man. What else you do? I guess pumpkins are like boobs. Cause then what else, like... Bill? What else? Wait, is there anything else? Are we... Is this... You're... Yeah, okay, what this, else, this Bill? is... What no, else? that's it. That's all. That's all, all right, friends, about. we're going to take a little break. <laughs> we're going to come back for the Geek Week in review. You should use, like, isn't there a song for the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown? America, fuck yeah, coming again to save the motherfucking day, yeah, America, fuck yeah, freedom is the only Okay. 
Okay, fuck the Geek Week News and Review. We're just going to have Animal Crossing Corner this week. Yeah, we got to talk about Animal Crossing. We forgot about Animal Crossing. It's the most important. It's the only (laughs) game I've been playing. It's the only game, aside from Last of Us, anyone's been playing. (laughs) What's Uh, going on in your town? I'm really excited because my little sister, like I I mentioned last week that really, literally while we were recording that um, my little sister's fiance texted me to say that I addicted her to crack. Yeah. It's so cute. I called her and I was trying to coach her over the phone how to create... How to uh, well, we she has some friends. Yeah, she hasn't played Animal Crossing since you guys played together on the GameCube yeah. like 10 years ago. And even then, ago. she's never touched a 3DS before. Yeah. So I'm like, no, 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 no. Just oh, go God, up. that's going to be a whole process. Like, yeah. press the square smiley face and look at your profile to give me your friends code. She goes, it's telling me to make a me. <laughs> so she had to make a me first and all this stuff. She immediately got discouraged. Like, I'll, I'll do this well, later. Well, it's funny because even in, in playing this Animal Crossing, before you can do anything, there's a whole, you have to raise $10,000. Well, yeah. this is if you're mayor, at least, where, yeah. like before you can. Which she is. Well, you, like, you have to create a profile. You have to go to the photo booth. In yeah. Animal Crossing, so you can create a profile before you can friend anybody. Nintendo does not want you to talk to pedophiles. <laughs> yeah, because I've seen people on Twitter who'll be like, "Okay, I just came home with Animal Crossing, guys. Give me your friends lists or give me your friends codes, and I'll add you." Mm-hmm. And you'll see them live tweet. Like I've seen multiple people do this. Like, wait, I can't just like befriend anyone now. I have to like, oh, I need ten thousand dollars. Yeah, and so I can go to the photo booth and get a photo taken, so I can create like it's i in game ID card yeah. and all that. Yeah, it, yeah. They make it really hard for you to actually do anything interesting that first day or two. And it's weird that they didn't make the whole best friend thing more obvious. Because having yeah. people be your best... Because what it is, is in Animal Crossing, if you visit... If you meet someone in their town or they come to yours, if you both add each other as best friends, then you can see when they're online in the game and you can even send messages. Yeah, without having to visit, which is really nice. Which is super great. Yeah, and essentially instant message but outside like, of town. It's yeah. ridiculous. So you have to exchange friends codes. You yeah. have to go to their town and they have to come to your town. And then you have to go out of your way to identify them as a best friend. Well, then friend you have to, have to yeah, favorite them as a best friend. And oh, just a fucking. It's ridiculous. You know what? I didn't realize what the best friend thing is because I was wondering why. Yeah. Why do you even need best friends? Why isn't yeah. everyone? you're friends with just automatically why can't you message them directly uh this week uh nintendo put up uh the awada asks of animal crossing new leaf awada uh the head of nintendo he does this Mm -hmm. thing where he does he interviews people who work on whatever new game is coming out from nintendo just to talk about like why did you make this creative decision why did you do that and so he did that with the animal crossing people this Mm -hmm. week and uh, they were talking about the whole best friends thing came about because uh if you can have four, up to four different people playing on the same copy of Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. which means though, because if you're all playing on the same DS, everyone has the same friends code, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they wanted to make it so like not everyone has the same friends because it'd be kind of weird if you try to message somebody yeah. else. So they made it so like in, uh, like even though like you have four different people can share the same friends code, at least everyone has their individual best friends list, so okay. you're not accidentally messaging other people who that aren't. Makes sense. I mean, you still might have people come into your town that you don't know because someone, oh, like sure. another person lives in your town opened up the gates or something right. like that, but like. Uh, like, like, oh, it's like, okay, at least I can see why they separated, why there's a best friends tier instead of just your friends list being your friends list and why can't you message them without yeah. having to favorite them and stuff. One thing that is nice is that I went out to drinks on Saturday and I met this really nice game, guy named Corvus and we all had our 3DSs on us. Cause we oh, yeah. And we all hopped into someone's town. I can't remember who. Yeah. And I went ahead and flagged him as a best friend and I actually didn't have his... 3DS code in my system. Uh-huh. So it automatically added him to my 3DS friends list. Oh, really? So that was kind of nice. Oh, shit, because I was just visiting someone. I was visiting uh, the guy who runs uh, Tiny Cartridge. I was mm-hmm. in his town, and he mm-hmm. had someone in his town who said he had he had 
favorited me as like on his friends list, and I didn't do the same back because I didn't think mm-hmm. I could do that because mm-hmm. I think I thought it was gonna have to get his friends code. No. Oh shit, I didn't know that. So it's actually kind of nice. So if you're like, oh, when, next time I'm hang- when I'm hanging out with my sister, I may just like set up a local connection and just friend her that way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and circumvent the whole friends code process. So what's the status of your te- you you can follow these towns and houses? Wolf and trap. Yeah. Uh, wolf trap's going pretty well. We got all of our bridges up. All three bridges? Uh, exactly. Woo! Yeah. What kind we, of bridges did you build? Uh, Just like stone bridges? Because I saw eventually you can open up like fairyland bridges. What? And, like Japanese. Like I guess the nice. idea is like once you get enough money and stuff, you can tear down the old bridges and get be- yeah. bigger, better, newer, cooler oh, bridges. Nice. That's great. Yeah. Uh, I had to build a balloon arch, which looks terrible. A what? A balloon arch. Like the an arch made out of balloons. And the only reason why I did it is because my mummy dog, who's my favorite citizen, <laughs> is like... A balloon arch, I'm like for you, what baby. What does a balloon anything. arch do? It's an arch made of balloons. It's just there. That is it. Where is it? Like, is it over the gates of the town? I put it right by the um, uh, bridge. So you can so just walk underneath just walk and underneath that's underneath it. The that's... Arch. that's it. Damn you, mummy These dog. These villagers ask for the stupidest goddamn. <laughs> Someone shit. asked for a bell. A bell I can get into. Like you, you just go up and ring it. I don't know. Is it like I a bell tower? It I, don't know. I the only pe- people have asked me for like a yield sign. Yeah, and like do not enter sign. I'm like. Motherfucker, there's no cars in this game. Why do I need a yield sign in the middle of a grass field? Yeah. yeah. You dumb motherfuckers. I'm trying to get motherfuckers to move out because, oh, God, I have some stupid-ass fucking villagers. Yeah. And, like, I love all my I villagers. got rid of all my jock villagers. Yeah. Because fuck the jock villagers. I don't need to be talking about you. you like, I go in your house and you're just talking about fucking weightlifting. Fuck that yeah. shit. I scared them away. And every new... Did you build the campsite yet? Not yet. The campsite, what that does, once you've got that built... Uh, a couple times a week, new villagers will sh- set up shop at the campsite, uh-huh. and they will. You can go in there and kind of hang out and talk with them for a little bit. And after you talk to them, they'll ask you, "Like, you want me to move in?" Oh, it's really? kind of a way of kind of like instead of having completely random people move into your town, you yeah. can kind of pick and Curate? choose which new villagers oh, you get. Awesome. Okay, I gotta do that. And so I've gotten three villagers who showed up at the campsite, and they're all fucking jocks. They're all like, "Hey, you gonna watch me? Like, I gotta, I gotta go weightlifting. I gotta go running." Oh, it's just it's 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 it seems like Ten City is a great place to go marathon running. And I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Why is it got to be? It's... Oh man! So last night, oh. a, our we have a hamster lives in our town, Fluffy. I think <laughs> I did an errand for Fluffy and Fluffy. This hamster to say thank you gave me a hamster cage. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is this my sort of, child is in like, this. Is this a sort of weird sex thing? Dude? Oh, <laughs> I don't want to be God. a part of this. Man, I love Animal Crossing so much. Oh, man, I almost burned myself out on Animal Crossing because yeah, turns you out so much. Uh, retail, you know the alpaca yeah. lady, yeah. Reese, she's hilarious. She's great. But she was, she was, she would, she was buying some of the bugs from the island from the tropical island uh-huh. for double their Ooh, value yeah so i was like man i'm gonna take advantage of that i'm gonna go to the fucking crazy on the island bring yeah. back i spent four hours just making non-stop trips back and forth the island to uh, mm-hmm. to 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 uh retail to sell these bugs back to her made a million dollars took me wow. four hours but four hours of just bug collecting yeah. and reselling like i was like at the end of that i was just like oh but at least that means that now I now have a million dollars I can spend on expanding my house. Oh, there you go. Which I've uh, so what's the status of your house right now? Um, my main floor I think is as big as it's gonna get. Yeah, because I've got that at least. It's so funny, Foley. <laughs> so Foley. I love how she's playing <laughs> Animal Crossing so much. She didn't want to be mayor, so we restarted her town. Then when <laughs> I she had to wipe your whole con, which is town clean, actually restart, great yeah. because there's only one citizen I miss, and otherwise I have a mummy dog. It's yeah, great. mummy but dog. What's so great is it fully goes. 
Um, I set up her character for her. And so what I did was I found, well, because I wanted to go ahead. That's only Animal Crossing Enabler. Well, I wanted, I I didn't want her to, I, in the past when we've played games and we've had to lose our progress or whatever, like we both lost interest and I didn't want that to happen. Mm -hmm. So I tried to prime her character by having everything ready to go. And so I found, I I put a house out in the middle of nowhere (laughs) in the most remote neck of the map yeah. and then right next to it I built a fountain so that no one could move next to her and then next to the fountain I built a cafe so no one can move next to her so she just wants to be even alone in the game she just wants wow. to fuck around and catch, a- and catch bugs Jesus and stuff Christ. but what's so funny is that um, she she started catching sharks and she expanded her house so her house is just a wall of sharks she designed shark wallpaper and a sofa so she can just <laughs> Facing the sharks. So she just sits there staring shark at house. the sharks. It's so good. Well, how's your character's name not Shark? Her name is Foley. What? Did she have like a shark t-shirt on? Or... Uh, no, I found her a puffy vest yeah. and a white long sleeve shirt. Got that. I made a Ellie shirt. Yeah, I saw that. That's fantastic. I posted What's it the Tumblr? logo on Ellie's shirt? I didn't even notice what like. It's like a, it's like a sunset with two palm trees. Oh, okay, I thought there was like text on there or something no. too. Yeah, so my house is, I've got the biggest main floor. Uh-huh. I've got a, t- the, I've got the tiny basement. I've got the tiny attic and I've got the tiniest versions. Like you could, on the main floor, you could also get three extra rooms. Yeah. So you could have four rooms on the main floor, on the, on the main floor of the house. Yeah. And so I'm going to try to use that million dollars to try to expand some of those, uh, like, uh, uh, sub rooms I have on the main floor. I was going to say, are you going to use some of that million dollars to come pay off my cafe bill? How much is, oh, do you, is is your cafe not built yet? No, I have 150,000 bells to go. I'll come over and help you out with that. Help me out, Bill. Why are you traveling this weekend? So I can't help you until you get back. Well, Bill, if only I had my DS with me. Oh, no, no, make a note online. Just say, hey, guys, my gates are open. I'll come on and help you. How do you just do it? How do you done podcasting? I'm just talking about Yeah. Jesus Christ! So yeah, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Thank you, Bill. Uh, yeah, right before the podcast, uh, right before we started uh, recording, Tiny Cartridge, the guy who runs tinycartridge.com, um, he opened up his gates because uh, his turnips. Have you done any of the turnip stuff? No. Where on Sundays uh, yeah. a pig named Sal Jones shows up I and you can buy turnips off of her. By the way, I love the joke, Sal Jones. Yeah, and it's the stalk. S-T-A-L-K market. Yeah. Uh, so you can buy turnips off of her. for It's a random amount of money she sells turnips. It's usually about yeah. 100, 100 bells. But then over the course of the week, uh, what's her name? Alpaca lady. Mm. She'll buy them. And mm. and uh, the price changes once a day. So you've yeah. got like, what is it, like 14 different chances to, yeah. to resell at random prices to her. And uh, in his town... Uh, alpaca lady was selling, was buying terms for 500 bells. Whoa. Five times as much as I'd bought them off of Joan just on Sunday. Whoa. And, oh man, I was bummed because I only bought like $5,000 worth of turnips off of her. Yeah. But that turned into $25,000. Well done. But then I donated that $25,000 I got off of Reese in Mm -hmm. his town to his, he was building a a bridge. And so I thought he was nice enough to open up his bridge to everyone, his town for everyone to come in and take advantage of, of the crazy turnip prices. Yeah. And so yeah, I just donated the money. But yeah, it's crazy. So have you unlocked any of the rooms in the museum? Have you got the I second un- floor of the museum? The second floor. Have yeah. you seen how you can like there's there's four rooms you can yeah. unlock? I have and... a gyroid room. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what most people are doing. This guy, Tiny Cartridge, I think he imported the game like from Japan. Well, I think he may have gotten a review copy like a month or two before the game came out mm-hmm. came out. So he's he's had plenty of time to like go crazy with this town. In his museum, he has built a sushi restaurant. What? One of those rooms. He is totally stocked out. There's like a big sushi carpet and walls and everything like that. A whole bunch of sushi tables with like little like sushi 
uh, little escalators and stuff like that. Oh, and wow. a salad bar. And he was like, oh, man, this... He was lamenting when I was there. He was like, oh, oh man, I got everything I need except uh, there's a dim sum table you can get that has yeah. a big table full of dim sum. And I was like, motherfucker, I got one of those. I got no room to put it. Yeah. So I went back to my uh, locker at uh-huh. the... At the at, uh, well, actually, there's a locker there's inside locker the museum. The museum yeah. So I got, I got my lazy... It's called the Lazy Susan table. Yeah. Left it outside from He grabbed it. And he was like, yeah! Sushi, my, sushi, my elaborate sushi restaurant is complete. And so... I love Animal Crossing. And then I was also like... Uh, the, the, so there's one other random guy hanging out with us. And Ashley, uh, not Ashley Birch, but Blavis yeah. from Hey Ash, What You Playing was hanging out in there too. Yeah. And she's dressed like a little duck person. Yeah, yeah. She's got like a little duck bill. She's got this really cool like little military jacket thing. Yeah. And I was complimenting on her jacket. And we were all running around the guy's restaurant. And then we went back to his house. And he uh-huh. has like a little arcade. And we were running around in his arcade. Yeah. And we went into his bedroom. All four of us were hanging out in his bedroom. And Ashley was just like <laughs> flailing on his bed. And we were playing with the skeleton he has in the corner of his bedroom. And Animal Crossing's Animal Crossing is the best. My wife has gotten in the habit of when I wake, if she wakes up before me, she'll just stare at me whispering, New leaf, new leaf. Until I wake up. <laughs> Man, oh, it, was, it was funny. While we were on break, I looked up uh, on the Animal Crossing subreddit. I never occurred to me there might be an Animal Crossing subreddit. Of course. So I just checked up on it. It seems like most of the posts are people trying to figure out how to get rid of villagers in their town that they hate. <laughs> Glad to see that's not just us, but yeah. like, yeah, as a common I occurrence. I like all my citizens. Thank I don't you. have too bad. Uh, somebody who came to my town be- became infatuated with my pig named yeah. Chops. Yeah. She just was like, oh my God, Chops. I've been talking to Chops for half an hour trying to get him to come to my town. Yeah. I love Chops. Chops yeah. is cool, but like, I'm not quite infatuated with Chops. Oh, wasn't it Chops. Sid? Wasn't it Sid? Was it Sid? Sid? Steal your pig? Oh my god! Um, oh, you know, I, I've had people come in and donate shitloads of money to my public projects. Oh, that's awesome. Somebody came in, uh, thanked me for leaving because I tend to leave my town open most of the day while I'm working. He thanked yeah. me for for doing that. I guess he's taken a lot of my fruit over the course of the last couple of weeks. Uh, he bought my entire like when I started my cafe. Yeah, he paid for the whole thing out like out of pocket. Oh, that's awesome! Like the moment like I I, I started up the project, I turned around. He's like, oh yeah, I just dropped thirty five thousand dollars to open oh, up your great. cafe. And I was like, holy shit! And there's been a couple other instances where people have done that. For I me. feel I'm really like, bad for fuck. any podcast listeners who don't man care Animal Crossing. Don't... Like, there's so I don't think many this is people a, playing Animal this Crossing. This is a terribly right interesting conversation. It's like I did this. And I then did this. Funny. <laughs> And then, I went fishing. But oh, but this week, did you see how it changed over July? Like suddenly there's cicadas all over the yeah, place. Yeah, that was kind of cool. Cicadas, yeah, cicada very summery. I love that sound. There's I love new the sound fish. Of yeah, the cicadas Good really makes it feel like summertime. I was yeah. like, like fired that up. I was like, oh man, this actually feels like. Oh. <laughs> it's great when you can go outside inside. I'm all about it. Oh, Adventure Time. Okay, or not Adventure Time. Um, uh, whatever the fuck it is. How many so, paintings do you have though? This one, la- one last uh, thing. That'll be two. As re- have you have you tried to buy paintings from Reds? Because we were talking about before we started recording about how we both just found out how you can spot fakes at Reds, yeah. fake paintings at Reds, if you actually know what the artwork looks like. Yeah, because they had the um, Romulus and Remus statue. Yeah, but there was only, had... only one. Yeah, and so and that's like, how hey, you that's know it was wrong. fake. And then behind me was the girl with the pearl earring, but she had a cat in her lap. I was yeah, like, exactly, hold on yeah. a second. Fuck that I got shit. It. Yeah. All right, friends, blessedly, we're going to stop talking about Animal Crossing, and we're going to go to our very brief Geek Week interview. There's not much going on this week. It was quiet. Don Metric left Microsoft to become the new CEO of Zynga. Everyone's already talked about this already, but holy fuck, good riddance. Fuck that guy. Yeah. He, you know what? He looked like a really sad David Tennant. He did, actually. And all the pictures, act. he kind of just looked like... If you kind of cross David Tennant with our friend Patrick Farley a little bit, he just kind of looked like... 
Fuck that dude. Man, go to Zynga. So I'm assuming you must have gotten canned. Because he's been part of Microsoft for like a good six or seven years. And he's been like, he was head of the whole Microsoft, uh, the whole Xbox division. And the fact that he suddenly just left the company after this terrible, terrible, terrible. I don't think that's what happened. I don't think, because the way you leave places, it's not like one week something bad happens. Why would he not wait until the Xbox? Why would he not wait until this Xbox was actually launched on store shelves and then go to another company? In the middle of a product launch? And just like a week or two after this disastrous uh, E3, it seems like no one's like specifically talked about what happened there, but it seems like super suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. All I can and, think of is... and specifically, it wasn't even necessarily that the Xbox reveal was terrible, but he was he spent all of E3 saying the stupidest fucking shit. Like backwards oh, yeah. compatibility. If you want backwards compatibility, you're backwards. Oh, didn't you he... say that? Almost every stupid thing that came out of Microsoft. Yeah, it was him. Personally. That week was him just, yeah, like the most out of touch. And it didn't help that I saw as soon as this news came out, people were like, there was like somebody came out. Of, there was a little expose about Don Matrick about how he owns this $27 million mansion. He's got the biggest mansion in British Columbia, Canada, mm-hmm. but he also owns like 12 cars. But he's the kind of guy who will like, like, oh, how many cars do I own? Uh, maybe a dozen-ish. I haven't checked in a while. He's always uh... name-dropping. He's like, oh, yeah, Stevie. You know, Stevie, he always comes to our booth. Yeah, I love Stevie. You're talking about Steven Spielberg or like yeah. stuff like that. He's that kind of like schmucky yeah. kind of. And they were talking about specifically, like, he's he's totally bought in. He's that, you know, executives don't have to be total douchebags. But he's so, like, detached from the normal person. You can see yeah. why he had bought into the whole Microsoft so, Xbox things so much that when it came time to talk to normal people during E3 about real people's worries about the Xbox, that's right. why he was so completely disconnected from right. He was saying shit like, if you want backwards compatibility, you're backwards, and he doesn't give a fuck. He's rich. He doesn't... Nah. Fucking, yeah. So, but he went to Zynga, which is a company Zynga. that's falling apart anyway. Zynga. That's a weird... Especially to go to Zynga. I yeah. can see if you went from Microsoft to go work for the Department of Defense. Well, or like I know some that they were talking about maybe you could go back to Electronic Arts, because Electronic Arts currently has a power vacuum. Well, I'm talking to them. I'm being... Mind being well, there you go. Year. There you go. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Zynga. I'm trying to get Knights of the Open Republic is just sent out for free. For everybody. The new Connect will finally be able to scan fucking QR codes. The first good news about the new Connect. So yeah, most notably, like now if you have like DLC or anything like that, you have like a 16 digit code you have to manually key your in. Your best possible option is actually if you can log into the Xbox website on, on your browser just on and just cut and paste the code. Yeah. Or just type it in manually. But hopefully, if you have to register games like... Yeah, hopefully, hopefully you can use QR codes for anything with the new yeah. Xbox. Hopefully, those codes are gone altogether. Yeah, assume because you know the. It, well, I'm sure it'll be a it'll be a manual code and a QR code because there's yeah. always a chance the QR code could get damaged. That's true too if your Connect isn't working. But it'd be nice to have the option for both. Yeah. So yeah, the, this is the first time we're like, okay, maybe Connect's not terrible at all. No. It, uh, yeah. It's not to say it's worth it for everything else. Garbage but machine. This is, the, this is the first time since I've announced it. Yeah. The, the new Xbox that there's an actual that's... benefit for that yeah. thing being mandatory in the box. Yep. Jesus Christ. You're spending an extra hundred bucks just for that camera, too. Paul Feig of Freaks and Geeks, Bridesmaids, and the recently released The Heat, which I gotta go see, wants to make a female James Bond movie. The leading contender to play the role picked at an online poll poll was J-Law. Do you mean Jennifer Lawrence? Yeah! My lady, Jennifer Lawrence, all husky-voiced and crazy. (laughs) You still haven't seen Silver Linings Playbook, right? No, I'm not. She's hilarious. And she wears super tight pants. I gotta go see The Heat. I'm so excited about The Heat. I forgot The Heat came out. All you out. need to say is a buddy cop movie with ladies, and I'm well, done. Was it somebody online this week? They were talking about they went to a screening of The Heat, and they said they have not seen audiences flip out that much during a movie since Ace Ventura. Wow. <laughs> Which, oh, was that must have been 
one of the giant bomb guys because you have to be pretty much older to be like, yeah, I was gonna compared, say. Like, yeah compared to this audience in Ace Ventura this, this <laughs> audience is off the hook I forgot that movie so that's out now I gotta go see it dude yeah so Paul Fig yeah he was uh, one of the main guys on Freaks and Geeks mm-hmm. so I'm assuming it sounds like yeah he was he wants to do a dramatic real female James Bond not some kind of jokey bullshit but yeah. like a real thing so of course that that's the big thing that came out this week is everyone trying to figure out who do you cast as the female Jennifer Lawrence would be kind of great she wouldn't be the worst you have to choose somebody young so they could stick around for a decade and make a whole yeah. series of movies and stuff yeah. so that you have to leaves pick someone out. who could be athletic and physical yeah and who be convincingly so I forgot who was like the other runner ups were but I think Gina Carano was one of the names mentioned because you have to have the suave. You have to have the charisma. So, uh, Jim Arterton. Boom. Problem solved. Uh, oh, my God, actually. Well, yeah, she already found I know she's been a Bond girl. She's already got, yeah. Well, no, but, but that means she's got James Bond's yeah. DNA all over. Jesus Christ. <laughs> See what I did there? <laughs> Sexist. John Same joke. John Barrowman. Oh, you was... don't want to talk about who you would, would want to cast a James I, I thought. I literally just did. I said Jim Arterton. she has a heart attack. Who else? That's the easy thing to go for. Bill, I don't know. Michelle Rodriguez? I participated already. Michelle Rodriguez doesn't... She oh, would just drive her car over she, people. She doesn't have the... You have to have that kind of... You know of... what? She'd make a great odd job. <laughs> Female odd job. No, but she'd be John a good group. She'd be a good heavy. Oh, you know what? Actually, that's if you have female James Bond, that's a whole world of female heavies. Yeah. And so that's when you get like great. the Gina Caranos yeah. and uh, what's her name? Stunt Lady. Zoe Bell. Zoe Bell and yeah. stuff. Yeah. No, I'm down. Don't get me wrong. Yes. Yeah. I thought this was going to be a half hour conversation. Be I right. guess not. Well, no, I can't uh, think of who. Well, I forgot because Gemma Arden didn't exist. Know. You can end any conversation about any female <laughs> yes. casting. That is literally who's it. Gonna, who's going to be new Mary Poppins? Gemma Arden. We, uh, we were on an episode of Lady Like Book Club. We were talking about casting a character. It was like, well, it'll just be Gemma Arden too. We realized we had cast Gemma Arden <laughs> as every single character in who's, every single book we have ever read. Who's playing Wolverine? Gemma Arden. Who's playing Gemma Arden? Gemma Arden. She still looks like a lost duck. I need to see Hansel and Gretel this weekend. Ever. No. No, Because I have literally nothing in this world that I want to experience less than listening to you shit upon I saw Oz the Great and Powerful. If I you want to trade, I'll watch. I'll watch Hansel and Gretel this week. You'll watch Gre- Oz no. the Great and Powerful. Hansel and Gretel for being a terrible movie has redeeming value to some degree. And Scott Oz got Rachel Weisz in Skin Tight. What's what's how you doing? John Barrowman, oh. Captain Jack Harkness on Doctor Who and Torchwood, married his partner twenty years in California thanks to the Supreme Court. Yeah. Annie has nothing to say about this because she just have she has no idea I've who this seen guy is. An episode with him. Was he funny? Did you like it? Uh, Which episode? It was some David Tennant episode. That oh yeah, he was in like one half of them. He was all over the David place. Tennant episodes I've half watched. the time, kind of like, hey, David Tennant, mm, your butt looks good through this pants. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I didn't realize he was he, like he he mentioned that he was bisexual, but I didn't realize he had a partner for so long. Mm-hmm. Like he had one specific partner. Good on him. But yeah, that's I, he's uh, you see he's kind of like the poor man's fi- who's Firefly. Nathan Fillion. Yeah. Oh, you saw me tweet about this yesterday? How about in the commentary? No, I unfollowed you. Oh, forever? (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) So in the commentary for Citizen Kane on the Citizen Kane Blu-ray, Roger Ebert keeps on referring to Citizen Kane as Citizen Kane. Oh, yeah? The guy. What's the guy's name? Kane! (laughs) (laughs) You have to call him Citizen Kane! It's like the Born Identity. His name is Born. You don't have to call him the Born Identity. And I was laughing my ass off. Oh, I, I, I was wondering why you didn't tweet back about this because I was I, I specifically tweeted about how this reminds me of the time when you got upset when George Lucas kept on calling lightsabers laser swords when we were watching a oh, Star man. Wars commentary. Fucking laser swords. But yeah, that's 
that totally justifies me ever just referring to somebody, their character by their, the movie name. Citizen Kane. As yeah. Citizen Kane. What we were talking about? Uh, he's that. Uh, oh, Firefly. He's a poor man. Firefly. Yeah. Yeah. So he, even though he's like from the, I thought he was from the UK. Maybe he's not from the UK. If he got married in the states, he has an American accent. doesn't Yeah. He? He's one of those people who's lived in the UK so long. It sounds kind of like maybe like a fake American accent. Oh man, I want it. Speaking of accents, I tried to watch The Fall. Which is this BBC That's, show? Uh, I keep on hearing about that. Yeah, with not Jillian the movie. Anderson and uh, as a detective, Kim was trying to tell me she's from the UK. She was born in the UK. Really, Jill- yeah. Jillian Anderson. And she, she but been I faking think, her. Ass? Well, that's the thing is that she. I think she moved away when she was very young. So when she moved back to the UK like a decade ago, her accent came back, which happened. She, she should play Gamera Arden's mom and everything. People feel like you know she's being a prick because she's got a fake accent and everything. Like no, it's actually you know. People, no, people show up in B. Is this a BBC production? Yeah, Americans show up in BBC productions with a faking. Oh, who gives a shit? Well, but the thing is, is that when or she was in the UK, versa. she kind of, she picked up her accent. Again oh, she was point. doing the Madonna thing, where it's like even an well, interview. But she's like, because like, she was this born thing. there, so yeah, it's a little different. It's like when my dad starts speaking yeah. Spanish, all of a sudden he has a perfect Spanish accent because he grew up in Mexico City for three years, and it was like when he was a tiny baby. But there's that's still there in him. Me gusta Guillermo. But anyway, we tried to watch it. It's really beautifully shot. But the whole premise of it, it doesn't is bode well for its writing. If you're like, it's pretty. Well, no, 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 no. The writing is really stellar. The whole premise of it is that Jillian Anderson is here to investigate these murders. She thinks they're connected. Meanwhile, we get to see the life of the killer, the kill, and he's actually a really attractive married man with two kids. And his no, that's life, right. That's what Kip was telling me. Yeah, his life is fairly normal. He's like a normal guy. Yeah, exactly. it's, he's not and like that's Dexter why it's or some so shit. Yeah, disturbing to see him murder and all this stuff. And, uh, but yeah, I couldn't watch it. I got as far as the assault at the end of the first episode and I just had to stop watching it. I just couldn't do it. Assault? Like, how bad is the assault? Who get, did someone get I murdered? I watching it. I don't, I can't even tell you. Well, who gets assaulted? Uh, his, like, his victim. His next victim that he's been stalking the whole time. Oh, why episode. was that so, well, you watch Hannibal. Hannibal murders people. Like, why is there's, this suddenly so? There's a difference. There is a difference between a realistically depicted assault. Was it like a beating? Assault. As opposed to just like. I stopped watching it. Because literally it's like he is pitting her down in the bed and holding her mouth shut. Well, especially so if it's a lady, scream. it's a different thing. Than yeah, I just couldn't like... do it. Yeah. There is... Well, Dexter, have you seen Dexter? I've Dexter's s- killed so many people in that show. He's only. But there's a difference between like a murder and a sexual assault. No, but Dexter on his TV show, he's killed everyone. So now he's just like murdering lawn gnomes. <laughs> it's kind of gotten comical towards like its eighth season. Which yeah. is no, interesting because, no, like, yeah. the disappearance of Alice Creed, which is a Gemma Arterton movie, is about her being kidnapped. Yeah. And that I can handle. Is there no implications of sexual. Isn't it? She's kidnapped by gay guys, right? So it's, it's a little bit like. Very complicated. The well, the, the threat dude... of sexual power dynamics and the threat of rape, and there's a whole different. No, 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 no. Let me finish. It's complicated. It turns out that one of the two dudes, these dudes met in oh, prison and started a yeah. relationship, and one of the two dudes it had been in a relationship with Gemma Arterton. So there is sex and everything. But, but is yeah, he in love with one of the other guys or something? It's complicated. You gotta watch I, I have to apologize in advance to anyone who can hear ducks. <laughs> you, said, you got ducks? You got you got. Oh, dogs. because you don't follow me on Twitter. You didn't hear about this. So, you know in the murder house? Yeah. The people who, the family who live in the murder oh house, my gosh, I saw they have building. a duck. I was going to say, I saw them building a cage last time I was over here. It's for a duck. They have a duck. <laughs> the last week, I, I'm sitting there working, I hear, quack, 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 quack. I thought it was like the, the, the college kids who live next to me, but no, it's, yeah. the murder house is. There are buildings next to a house where there was a murder, hence the murder house. Yeah, a guy got murdered and the person who murdered him tried to bury him underneath like 30 pounds of frozen peas for a week, trying mm-hmm. to hide the fact that he killed the person. Yeah. But yeah, he wound up telling the cops and yeah and i still don't know if the family who moved into that house knows about the murder <laughs> just 
Yeah. I'm saying this so loud they might be able to hear me talking about the duck and murder. Them. Exactly. But I just love that there's that there's a Brian Fuller TV show there about there's a, a ghost living <laughs> a with a duck. Maybe the ghost <laughs> possesses <laughs> the <laughs> duck. That's why the duck is so loud because it's all freaked out by the ghost living there. So the Game of Thrones Red Viper has been cast. You remember who the Red Viper no. is? I had to look it up just to remember because I have not finished reading that book. I I've read them all, but I Spoilers can't. Spoilers for Game of Thrones. Uh, Red Viper is the guy who fights uh, not the Hound but the Hound's brother, the Mountain. He fucks up the mountain. There's a big fight. Because the hound, not the hound, but the I mountain. I remember it happening. Killed his, killed Red Viper's sister. He's one oh, of the Martells. Oh, yeah. Okay. And there's a big, this leads to a big duel, supposedly, in the next I season. I forgot. This guy's going to fight the mountain. It's oh, going to be a man. big fight. It got to the point of Game of Thrones where there's so many people and so many things happening that I just tuned out everything that I, wasn't I, the five I stopped. I, I only about. got like halfway through the third book and I got bored. But I, you told me the spoilers and everything that happens, so I know the great broad strokes of stuff. Bill added this really in-depth note. NBC comic books. Uh, what does that mean? NBC is going to be producing comic books based off of old, terrible 80s shows like Punky Brewster and Saved by the Bell. What? Yeah, they announced For this. For what audience? That's why everyone's like, really? I mean, there have been some success, I think, with TV comics. Like, I think the Castle comic did pretty well, and there are some other, like, there's a Dexter No, comic. but this is totally, like, it's like That's Punky weird. Brewster and Knight Rider and shit like that. And it, yeah. it, this isn't through, like, Marvel or anything like that. It sounds like they just found some random people just to draw, like, hey, draw us the Saved by the Bell comic book. Weird. Yeah. Huh. That's something you could spend money on, I guess. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So there's not much more. It's more from the novelty fact yeah, that this is happening. That NBC than any decided of the that this is something worth putting money into. Yeah, that's interesting. Oh, it's so punky. It's totally like it's. They pretty much designed this just to be sold to Portland hipsters. Like, <laughs> oh, I got the new well, punk, punky Brewster comic. I book. guess if you're going, that is the cheapest way to re uh, to revisit an existing franchise. Especially most of those actors are dead now. <laughs> Because it's like you don't, you, it, we're kind of beyond the era of TV movies. Yeah, that Punky Brewster, she got big boobs and she had a production. No, Bella didn't know that. Never heard about that? No. Yeah, it was a big famous thing. Believe it or not, she Bill, was I... on. Yeah, she was one of the first major uh, celebrities to get a big boob job. No, I did not know that. Not Bill. a big boob job, opposite a small boob job. <laughs> Why would I know that? I can't remember anyway. Yeah, so. <laughs> did you ever see the Punky Brewster cartoon? Back in the day, you uh, wanted because you were born when that was on. I vaguely she hung out with like a little troll monster. Yeah, like they totally made it like a science fiction fantasy show where you Puggy Brewster. Seriously, she was, she was just a kid who lived with an old man. Yeah, and suddenly like she's having magical adventures and shit. <laughs> Granted, this is all the same uh, company that also had a Rubik's Cube cartoon. Robert oh, yeah. Rubik's Cube was like this ET creature. Yeah, I don't know if you, I barely remember that, so I'd be surprised oh, if man. you remember that. Oh man. Tiny Toons. Uh, the Walking Dead DLC came out this week. Walking Dead, the 400 days. Yeah, I won't be able to play it until, what's today, Thursday? It comes out on Xbox yeah. Live tomorrow. And I just, the only reason I'm waiting for Xbox Live is because that's the console I played it on. Yeah. And I I guess there's nothing that hooks into this new DLC from the original game, but just, I just in case anything to have, happens. I play it with a controller. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think it's only like an hour long, though, because I saw Ashley Birch from Hey After What You Play, and she was doing a Let's Play. It sounded like... From the moment she said, hey, guys, I'm starting this new Walking Dead DLC to, hey, everyone, thanks for watching me play the Walking Dead DLC was like 50 minutes. Yeah. So. I'm okay with that. that I'm okay with a little appetizer to wet my palate between seasons. Yeah. So I wonder what they haven't said when the next season's coming out, though. They're working on it. It's, uh, this sounds like this completely, like, there's no, there's no Lee or Clementine in this, though. It's totally just a side story. Yeah. These are, I think we get to well, learn. I don't 
know if I want to see any more Leah or Clementine. I'm fine with that. Like, yeah. I don't know. Their story's kind of over. I think we get to over. see some stuff that is related to the series. Like, I think, um, what's his butt? The kid, the two high school kids and the teacher. Oh, really? I think we get to learn a little more about that. That makes sense if it's tied into. Where's our DLC? Who's the lady with the carjacking tool? The super oh, badass. Yeah, what's we were talking about? We just wanted, we just we wanted, wanted DLC to be about her, her and Clementine. Yeah, yeah. Her, her and Clementine, yeah. Yeah, the lady from, oh, like, the third name? episode of she's The Walking Dead. Yeah, the one who could really take care of herself. And then she just suddenly randomly, she's around for, like, an episode and suddenly disappears again. She's well, blonde she's and the hoodie. Yeah, yeah, she's like Little Red Riding Hood, she but she's totally she's badass. Yeah. Um, one last thing. Was that the end of the written show the notes? notes. Uh, the last thing we'll talk about is, uh, speaking of the Xbox, did you see the Xbox Ultimate Deals sale that going on this week? No. Oh, you didn't see this. I haven't had my Xbox on all week. Uh, they're having the, one of the rare like Steam-like sales where they're selling games for like five bucks a piece and whatnot, oh, like nice. uh, below 20 bucks. Um, what are the games being sold right now? Any sing a song? Oh, I think I'll go for uh, a walk outside. Today, now. The Witcher 2 is 10 bucks. Nice. Kind of wish I didn't spend 100 bucks on that a year ago. <laughs> Forza Horizon, which is a great racing game, is mm-hmm. 15 Left 4 Dead 2 is 10 The Orange Box, 5 bucks. Nice. And he spent 20 bucks on that to replace a copy of mine yep. that she borrowed and lost just a year ago. Uh, those, like, so there's da- different daily sales each day this week, but throughout the course of the whole week, there's also, like, Games that are just being like on sale all throughout the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dragon Age is just five bucks. Nice. Uh, Mass Effect is five bucks. Nice. Perfect Dark Zero is three bucks. <laughs> There's a bu- I'm almost tempted to download Mass Effect and uh, Dragon Age just to have them on my hard drive. Yeah. Five bucks a piece. I'm like, yeah. oh, why the fuck not? Why not? Because not you already own them. Discs. I know. But... <laughs> well, the like tomorrow sale supposedly it's supposedly supposed to be like Bioshock Infinite, the new the latest Metal Gear game, mm. the Sword Slicey one. I might actually oh, pick that up. Revengeance. Yeah, because that just seems ridiculous. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't mind slicing st- stuff up for a while. I know you wouldn't. Tomorrow's supposed to be the big day sale. Like the like the first day was also like Assassin's Creed Three for yeah. like ten bucks. I'm really glad again. I'm that's another Canada. game where I'm like. I spent 60 bucks on that nine months ago, and I only got to play an hour and a half of it. Kind so of... I may as well buy it again. <sighs> oh, Bill. So, yeah, that's 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 the Geek Week. Dear <laughs> Lord. All right, friends, this was the Boy Howdy podcast. I hope you have a happy and safe 4th of July for all you Americans. For all you non-Americans, uh, suck on it. Yeah, I'm going to tell you <laughs> no. one thing you won't be doing on this 4th of July, What's watching that? fireworks and, and Animal Crossing. <laughs> Bill is really mad about this. There's no 4th of July in Animal Crossing. <laughs> Like on the billboard like saying, "Hey guys, like tonight, yeah, yeah. get ready for the big fireworks show." Because I don't imagine there's gotta be fireworks or something else. I think we remember there was I, in exactly the, in the first one. And it's funny because, like, again, I was reading this a lot. Asks about the Animal Crossing people, and they were talking about localization because they were talking about how they had, like, for New Year's celebrations, they had to localize it for each country that the game came out. Like in mm-hmm. Spain, for the Spanish version of the game, you can get like noodles or something like mm-hmm. that. Oh no, in Japan, like, I guess you eat buckwheat noodles on New Year's, mm-hmm. but in Spain. Oh, it's something about grapes. Huh. You eat grapes, so they had to put grapes in the game for the oh, Spanish version. Like, so they will localize that game for specific... Mm-hmm. And Fourth of July being, like, the biggest American, American, America holiday. Come on, man! You don't <laughs> do all just fireworks at, like, I really love or the localization in Animal Crossing. The writing is really great. Oh, the writing's fucking The hilarious. only reason why I don't hate the jock in my town is he calls me Lady Bro. Oh, yeah? And I'm like, What, okay, what animal is he's he? He's a pig. Oh. He's also like a two foot tall pig. He's talking about weights and calling Did you see that there's also different there's, there's bears and bear cubs? I, I have a bear in my town. He's obsessed with ancient Rome. <laughs> His name is Klaus. <laughs> and he has like a little, he's got like little oh, blonde God. ringlets. And his house is all columns and everything. I've got a penguin named Boomer who he's trying to be a pilot. <laughs> 
That's so good. I fucking love Animal Crossing. All right, friends. Uh, we're boyhattypodcast.com, at boyhattypodcast on the Twitters. Oh, real quick. I'm so sorry. I almost forgot about this. Um, we've got some time. We got a really interesting email this week. Oh, we got all kinds have... of Animal Crossing feed or uh, well, Last of Us feedback from last week, too. Oh, did we? I didn't see any of that. Yeah, we ran out of time, remember? You were like, I gotta go, I gotta well, go. We did have to go, my friend. But no, we actually got a really interesting uh, comment from a listener. Mm-hmm. Bill, you sing a song while I look it up. I love Animal Crossing. Oh, uh, when I was in um, um, Tiny Kircher's town today, he got... He got an even bigger Tom Nook store than I do. Oh, really? You can buy you can buy Kiki's slider music there. I didn't realize there was ever huh. even a point where you could just buy, buy songs yeah. rather than just having to wait. Had to, huh, yeah. So Sean Baker, beloved listener Sean yeah, Baker. Yeah, Sean Baker. Uh, dropped us an email saying, just finished listening to episode 85 tonight and wanted to ask. Which one was 85? Uh, was that the that last was, one? I, yeah, I believe so. And he said, to what degree do you associate the advent of Twitter, Reddit, and other broadcast social media with the amount of drama that seems to absorb the geek and gaming community from week to week? I've been off Twitter now for four months, mainly because barely a day would go by without some of the thing totally enraging me. Whether it was peeps in the community being insensitive totally assholes, that. as in this case, to large swaths of the vocal area of the gaming community making gamers look like sexist, misogynistic Neanderthals, Anita Sarkeesian, the fighting game community, etc. It was just a daily reminder of people being assholes. And if I ever hear the fucking word misandry, it'll be too soon. I miss interacting with you guys. I also miss Portland a bit. I really enjoy my time there. But it only seems like opting out is the only way to maintain sanity. Andy knows more about this than I do because I... Bill am... has such a high tolerance for assholes. Well, also, I'm one of those assholes distributing horribleness on the internet. Whereas Annie had to unfollow me just to survive. But I think that's what it is. It's like you have to choose what you expose yourself to. Yeah. Like, I stopped going to Reddit for that reason. Altogether? Yeah. Why? I don't look at Kotaku anymore. I don't follow anyone on Twitter who well, incites me. Well, you can look at stuff and not look at the comments, unless you're talking about Kotaku. Were there articles at Kotaku that pissed you off, too? Um, sometimes, but it's mostly the comments. I don't know, Kotaku is but not, like, like, perfect or anything I, No, like no, that, no, no. I mean, I actually, you know, Kotaku, I think, is much better than it once was. If you go to but... Reddit and just look at space dicks, you're okay. <laughs> but I think the whole thing is that, I think what John Baker is doing is correct, where it's like, if there's something that makes you upset, that just don't engage with it. Yeah. But the way I do that is I just don't follow those Twitters. I really don't. And I just am not part of that community. And sometimes I wonder, it's like, am I there for... Like, I actually unfollowed some people this week because all they were doing was um, tweeting about um, uh, uh, feminist issues in the gaming community, which I'm in favor of. Yeah. I want to have that conversation, but not when it's 100 tweets a day. Yeah. Every day. I'm like, like I just can't... I was about to ask you who you unfollowed. It. Is it any of our listeners? No. Okay. But, you know, I, and it's not that I don't support those issues no, but or believe it, in those issues. Any topic that gets... Like you can't if someone's gonna be, even if it's something you agree in if that's all they're gonna be tweeting about like a thousand times a day though it's yeah. still like yeah I mean I you're ruining Twitter for other people because they're trying to get like well but then you can't tweet right there's no right or wrong way to there use Twitter. is a certain point where if you're but like my point if is, you're is tweeting that... enough often enough it breaks Twitter for other people though because I've, I've had people frequently. like that where yeah where there's been a couple people I've had to unfollow just because it wasn't even about their content it was like I would go to Twitter and the like, last two hours of Twitter would just be nothing but their tweets because yeah. Yeah, I'm like you know what, you're you're gone. Sorry. I'm I'm a spammer too myself. I have my moments. But yeah, but I'm the last person to talk to you about content because I don't give a shit about. But content. my point is that ultimately you can choose what aspects of the community you engage with. Yeah. And it's hard when you're in gaming because it's hard to selectively engage with the gaming. What's the other thing too with me being a guy of a high, higher tolerance? Like, yeah. I mean, I try to be a feminist. You know, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. trying to be sensitive For about the most stuff. Part, you're not. But at the same time, I'm not too worried about like okay, guys are being sexist or racist or whatever. I'm used to that. 
So I'm not going to be quite so depressed because it doesn't necessarily affect me directly because yeah. I am greedy and stupid. Because, yeah. like, I am, like, I am part of the problem because I'm, I am, deep down, I am one of those people who were, if it doesn't affect me immediately, yeah, I'm just, like, it just kind of rolls off my back a little bit. Yeah. I can just kind of charge through it or something like that. Whereas, if, you know, if, if I were somebody who was being, if I was a woman, I would definitely be more affected by it. Oh, absolutely. Not yeah. yeah, not proud of that, but it's it's one of those things where you just have to choose what you expose yourself to. But I think the internet does make it easier to to say incendiary things, yeah. to be incited. Absolutely, I think social media it can be like this feedback loop because nothing. There's no better call to action than a bad thing. But the internet is a salad bar. You can pick and choose what you want. Yeah. Though you don't have to take everything, exactly. even though you might feel obligated. And other people might be eating all the all ol- the olives, and you're like, oh man, maybe I should get on those olives. And you're like, well, fuck these olives. In a way, sometimes I worry that's part of the problem because well, it's all there's my side and there's your side, and never the twain shall meet because we're well, both and in then yeah, the shit chambers. continues on both sides of the fence, and no one exactly. learns from each other. Yeah, but on, on the other hand, life's too short for me to engage in that sort of bullshit. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why there's been some things where I'm like, I'm just not going to participate in X, Y, or Z on the internet because I just don't want to put my foot in it mm-hmm. like there's a reason why when when we re- created our video for lady like book club and put it on youtube i just disabled the comments from the start oh yeah because i was like i just don't want to engage with whatever bullshit could and i happen. love some people online will criticize people who disabled uh especially women who disable comments on the youtube video saying like oh you're scared of misinjury or you're misinjurious because you can't take the truth and like when really it's if... life is too short to spend hours dealing with trolls yeah that's what it is. That's Fuck all people. it is. It's, Whereas I, I hate, I'm, I'm a sociopath, so I hate everybody anyway. Is that what see, sociopath is? Uh, I think, oh, that's a good question. I can't remember. But my point is, is that I am inclined to like people and I don't want people fucking that up. <laughs> see, I tend to hate, I tend to just see the worst in everybody. Yeah. And so when they act worst, I like, I think that's part of it too, is like, it's not just me being greedy, but I'm just kind of yeah. used to, yeah. I just kind of roll with it. Like. Because I don't think I'd be alive right now if I really let everything, every bad thing I've received people get to me. Yeah. But I don't know. It's, yeah. Sean Baca, you're a braver person than we are for being <laughs> offline for four months, Yeah, though. dude, that's, that's hard to do to yeah. kind of disconnect. But that's, ultimately, it's for your own happiness. He said he tried to do. mail me some more Kraken rum, too, but he can't mail it overseas, unfortunately. Yeah, he's like, very sad to find Which out is, I should not worry, because, like, the, the liquor store that's literally a block and a half away from this house sells that stuff. There's no reason why I can't go get some. Sean Baca, for you, I will go buy Bill some. Yes, some I will give Kraken. you a $20 bill if you go buy me some booze. Also, I don't have an active ID right now. So I need someone to go buy me some booze. Yeah, it ran out in December. I totally forgot. December? Yeah. You haven't had an ID since December. Yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, on my on my state issue ID, it says it says it says I'm supposed to be a uh, organ donor. I changed my mind, but I'm too I'm too scared to go back to the organ people and say, hey, I changed my mind. I want my eyeball still in my head. Oh my god. The best trick I ever played on a friend was. Back like ten years ago, I was hanging out with my friend Elise, and we were just talking. Well, for some reason, we're all looking at each other's like state IDs, driver's yeah. license, and stuff like that. And I was like, we got to talking about like, like, would you donate your organs? Yeah. Like, would you do that? And everyone was like, yeah, why not? And I was like, yeah, fuck that shit. I put out this great thing about how I don't want to be. I want to keep all my organs and stuff like that. I made this whole big deal, and she kind of kept on getting more and more upset. <laughs> she got really like I thought she was gonna cry or hit me or both. Yeah. And finally, I turned around and like yeah, I turned my ID around and says you know, or, big o- o- organ donor at the bottom yeah. of the thing, and she almost hit me even harder. I don't she, blame her, but she was actually I can't believe that she was that relieved that I was an organ donor. She was like, "Thank you, Bill, so much." But I was like, I just. I just ruined your day <laughs> for just to make a joke. And she was like, still, it's more important oh. that you, you might save a life with your organs someday. And I was like, okay. 
All right, friends. We'll Are you an organ donor? Week. Yes, I am. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna donate my body to science. Hold on, yards. I'm gonna I'm gonna donate my body to science fiction. <laughs> Thank you, Rodney Dangerfield, for that joke. All right, friends. <laughs> we'll talk to y'all next week. Adios, guys. Take care. Patriotic part. Should we stand up? Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain. For purple mountains, majesties, pop out the fruited plain. America, America, God shed his grace on thee. Patriotism swells in the heart of the American bear.